This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody. It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode 187. Today is Friday, December 29th, and I am Dan Ellis. That that guy. I'm the other guy. Mr. Ryan Doofy. Or or Duffy. <laughs> However you want to pronounce it. I mean, Doofus? depends on what country. Did, did people ever make fun of you? Did they ever call you Doofy? Um, After the first Scream movie came out, or the one where they made fun of it, Officer Doofy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. scream. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, I got that a little oh, bit. Oh no, that's how scream. That's, that's scary, yeah, that's scary movie. Oh, scary movie. Oh, oh right, yeah, scary Officer movies. Doofy. Officer Doofy. Yeah. With his shop vac. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined in studio again this week by the fantastic Mister Grant third, Larimer, the third guy, the the purple dragon. You did, did wear purple tonight. I, I why well, I had time. <laughs> I had time to change. You had a bit. You had a bit more notice this week. <laughs> a little bit more notice. <laughs> well, what have you guys been doing over the week? Work. <laughs> Yay! I've worked I've, all the holidays. Yeah. I my my girls gave me this beautiful wine craft for Christmas. It's so, really cool. Yeah, so I I am trying to enjoy it as much as possible. <laughs> I'm getting maximum usage out of it. I am filling it up as much as I can. And then repouring it back into the bottle it came out of, correct? Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do with the wine. <laughs> he uh so what what makes this craft so special? Well, so I mean, it's it, it's hard to explain. It's this glass craft. I guess I could post a picture of it on the or send you a picture, but it's um, it's uh, it has two sides to it, and and one of them kind of loops around into this aerating hole, and then there's <laughs> I've got one of those. There's the larger hole where everything comes out of. Yep, got one of them too. <laughs> so which oh my God. by which hole do you fill it? The 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 big hole. I, I fill uh, the big hole. Well, uh, you pour it out of the big hole too. Uh, the, you know the smaller curly tail hole um, is is just for aeration and and for um, fluid no, dynamics it's, it's, of getting yeah. it out of the carafe. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's just very it's very artistic. It yeah. it looks really it's, cool. It's really cool. Yeah, so, yeah. I dig it. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys do for, well, you worked during work. the holidays. Did you guys do anything at the station for the holidays? Uh, I binge watched some, uh, Netflix, uh-huh. uh, took a couple naps, ate some bacon. What'd, What'd you binge you watch? watch? I'm trying to remember what I was watching. Oh, I watched all the Star Trek movies. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Like not the newer ones, like all the original, like. All the original. Yeah. All the, yeah. like the first, what is it? There are five of them. Uh-huh. Well, they're. No, the, fr- the five original oh, from Star the, Trek. The from original cast. cast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And which one was your favorite? I don't know. Well, there's one I realized I never even watched before. Hmm. The one where they go I to think get- there's six, actually. Is there six? Because the one with- The Undiscovered Country is the sixth. And then there's Generations, which has some of the cast. The, yeah. uh, uh, where they go to get Spock. Oh, the Search finding, for Spock? Search for Spock. I had never no, actually watched that three, one. Yeah. yeah, I never watched that one before. Oh, shit. So I'd seen two when Spock dies, 
that I'd seen four, f- four where they're back. Spock's back and they're going to get the whale and Spock's all and loopy and weird. I'm like, I don't know why Spock's all weird in this one. Then <laughs> I'm like, oh or shit. Why, or, I don't know why he's all or, weird. I thought he was fucking dead. Or why they're or why they're in a Klingon warbird? I'd never even bothered to ask. I mean in, in four they're 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 abandoned on Vulcan in a Klingon war. Well, I'd seen most of them when I was a kid, oh, okay. like with like just watching them. I never knew the order they were supposed I to be I in. I guess I know way too much about this. Grant thing. is just throwing down facts uh, for just, his yeah. nerd street cred. <laughs> All the Star Trek movies are on uh, Hulu right now. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I'll just watch them. Hmm. But you guys didn't do anything like gifted, like a white no. elephant exchange or anything like that? No, some guys had like their families come in. Oh, yeah. But- Come and visit the station. Yeah. This just, is what I do. I decided to uh, take the time to nap. That sounds like a wise decision. Since the base is like empty besides us. <laughs> what did you do for the holiday? Um, Hung out with my kids yeah. a lot. I, I had a dinner party on Christmas Eve, and, and this, was, this was probably the most drama I've had on Pretty much any Christmas Eve, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, my friends, I, they put on a lovely dinner party. Uh, one of my friends has taken in a, um, uh, a rescue kid from not a kid anymore. She's 26 yeah. now. Which still sounds weird every time I've heard you say it, Rob, rescue kid. Well, yeah, I, it's FLDS <laughs> out of an FLDS cult. Uh, took her in at, at 19 or 20. Uh, rescued her from that. I mean, that's what you're doing when yeah. you're getting them out of there. Uh, the level I've I've known I've known this girl for a number of years now, and she's a lovely girl. But the level of abuse she's gone through uh, when she was down in the cult in the compound is is unbelievable. Mm. And she's turned her life around quite a bit, but she's still pretty messed up. Recently diagnosed with uh, um, dissociative identity disorder. Sometimes she thinks she's a four-year-old little girl and gets confused. And apparently she had a bad week. Her brother, her whole family is still in the cult, including her little sisters. And her brother ended up coming up and uh, to visit her. They had coffee. And at one point, somehow her brother ended up taking her into Victoria's Secret to buy her and her little sister's lingerie. That sounds pretty fucking creepy. Which is yeah. really fucking creepy. Uh-huh. So that triggered kind of a whole incident with, with her. And Christmas Eve, something must have triggered something. And we don't know if she knew who she was, if she was in kind of a dissociative state or whatever. She just disappeared into the night. And this was you know, when it had started snowing down here in the valley. She was in a cocktail dress and heels. And she just disappeared. And we tried to track her for a while. We ended up doing search parties all over the neighborhood, trying to track footprints in the snow and shit like that. And we lost her, you know, lost her trail like a mile or so down the road. But um, she ended up, we didn't know if she knew who she was or where where she was, where she was going. She ended up walking home which was like five, six miles. Oh, wow. In heels, in a cocktail dress. In the snow. In the snow, on a snowy cold night. Hmm. Uh, and we're, we're still not entirely sure what triggered it or if she knew. But yeah, it, was, it, was, it just kind of put a damper on Christmas Eve for a while until we found out she was safe. But at least she's safe. Yeah. So, and whatever triggered all of this, her brother or whatever else, you know, it, 
Remains a mystery. It'll remain a mystery, but at least, you know, uh, that my friend who, who took her in has been getting her the care and, and attention she needs to recover from whatever she went through in the compound. And she'll get her the therapy she needs to, hmm. to address it. But it was, it was a strange bit of drama for Christmas Eve. Yeah. Especially with all the stores being closed, the snow coming down, stores being closed. There was nowhere she could go into. There was nowhere. She didn't have her cell phone or anything. Hmm. So, yeah, it's just weird. Hmm. But, I mean, it just shows the, it's the degree of, I mean, just how fucked up certain religions flds i mean you know we talk a lot about muslims and isis and and you know radical shit but i mean you know they're they're not the only radical fucking thing oh yeah by no means i mean the flds they fuck a lot of people up and this this kid has been out of it for i keep calling her a kid she's 26 but she doesn't act like it she doesn't act like a kid she's not She's not a young or doesn't woman. act like a typical twenty six year old. Not no, because she's never had a typical childhood, and and she's she's so sweet and wonderful. But no, I mean, there she's so new to the world mm-hmm. that she doesn't act like a twenty six year old, and and it just it fucks them up so much. It just it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and I can't it's imagine taken years to get out of it, and 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 she's recovered quite a bit. But yeah, yeah, I I can't imagine the hell that some of those people have to go through. Uh, we had uh, Roy Jeffs on yeah. the show a while back, who's son of Warren lost Jeffs. Boy yeah, whatever. yeah. Well, he's Warren Jeffs' son, and was kicked out, and all of that. And he's, I mean, seems to be very well adjusted. He's super nice, smart, yeah. awesome guy. Yeah. We had on the show, and but I just I can't imagine living that kind of life for that long and and suffering that much abuse in it. I mean, it has to affect you. Yeah, on, in a really deep and meaningful and meaningful by being harmful way that living that kind of life for that long just has to fuck you up. Yeah. Child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't mean to put a downer on the holidays. I mean, it had a happy ending. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. No, I mean, it had a happy ending. So, you know, she's safe and everything. But, yeah, it, it just fucked up. Yeah. Well, we typically uh, we typically do a big family Christmas Eve dinner. And because we've got the nice house with the fantastic, awesome kitchen, we usually host it here. and. Uh, Tracy's mom traveled out of town to go see her brother in California this year, and then her other brother and his girlfriend didn't come to stay with us because they went to go see her parents this year, so it was a much smaller thing, and Tracy's grandparents are very old and very frail. Her grandmother is 87, I want to say. So you played hopscotch is what you're telling me. And well, Well, so she's 87, and has some weird thing with her mouth that like everything she eats or drinks just burns her mouth. Oh. And is it's so it's painful and uncomfortable and so she's just kind of wasting away. She weighs like 70 pounds. Oh wow. Yeah, and she, I yeah. mean she's not she's not a tall woman by any means. She's she's maybe 5 feet tall, but she's just skin and bones and wasting away and you know they're they're both very old. Her grandfather can hardly see. He's mostly deaf. Her grandmother is just frail and old and has a hard time getting around. She's got uh, 
Shit, what is it where you lose your balance all the time? Uh, uh, like vertigo? Yeah. Oh, Because uh, okay. you got like vertigo. They don't, you know, so they don't like to go anywhere. It's difficult for them. Their house has to be boiling hot all the time because oh. they're always oh. fucking cold. So they come over here and they freeze well, when the you whole have no time. body fat, I mean. Right, yeah. yeah. You have no insulation. Yeah, so uh, because her mom was out of town and her brother didn't come, uh, Tracy went over to her grandmother's house and said, you know, this year I want to come over to your house so you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything, but, you know, we'll make dinner at your house and have, you know, the little bit of family that's still in town come over and spend Christmas Eve with you guys instead of doing it at our house this year. And so we went over to her grandparents' house and did that. Actually, she went over there early in the afternoon and Tracy and her sister did most of the cooking, you know, all the prep work, all of that kind of shit. I got to just show up and eat <laughs> and leave. <laughs> but uh, her, I mean, her grandmother was entirely appreciative and like, cried when we were leaving and thanked everybody so much and you know it 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 may be her last christmas around so uh that was really nice and then her birthday is the 23rd so it was kind of a twofer mm. so we got to do her birthday and christmas over there and then christmas day we have a tradition of doing breakfast burritos which are awesome like we i make fantastic potatoes and then we do scrambled eggs and bacon and sausage and uh, avocado and tomato and i mean everything that you can fit in a burrito mm -hmm. and do breakfast burritos and then we open gifts and hang out and drinks and you know we do mimosas all morning long and and move into eggnog and just then just straight whiskey get tanked and <laughs> <laughs> we get tanked and eat breakfast burritos and open presents and just hang out and have a good time uh, that was a whole lot of fun. Had, you know, my mom and stepdad over and Tracy's whole family minus her brother and mother. And, uh, but I had the kids over. Yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. But then I did not feel well. Oh, and Summer and Joel came over. Uh, some friends, Summer's the current president for Atheists of Utah. And her partner, Joel, came over uh, on Christmas Eve. And I started feeling a little bit sick. Like I had this sneezing fit where before I went over to Tracy's grandmother's house, I was just sitting in the kitchen and I'm, I'm the one who gets the, who gets tasked with wrapping all of the presents because you're a good rapper. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a great rapper. I, I wrap presents really well. And so MC now Dan. I, so now I get to wrap all of the presents all the time. <laughs> so I was home wrapping presents while she was cooking the meal and everything, but I'm sitting at the kitchen table and like, I had one of those really, really like stinging, itchy things right in my nose where you're like, oh my God, I'm going to sneeze and your eyes start to water. And I had a big sneeze and then another sneeze after that. And then it was a little calm. And then it was just like five <laughs> sneezes right in a row. Like when I finished, my eyes were watering and I felt like I was out of breath. Like I couldn't catch a breath between sneezes. And I was like, what the fuck, man? And then we went to dinner. That was all good. Came home and I felt like ass like all week long. Just a nasty head cold and uh, just just generally felt like shit. I, we had tickets to go see Aida at the Hill Center Theater, which is a brand new uh, in theater the round, in the round in theater the round, that they yeah. built here. That's like the most technologically advanced theater in the United States right now. And it's supposed to be awesome and amazing. And we were going to go to the first show that they had there. We bought season tickets. Uh, 
and I was just too sick to go. So Tracy ended up taking my mom with her and then sending me pictures of how wonderful and amazing <laughs> the theater is and what a great show it was. And, but yeah, they had a great, they had a good time, but I ended up missing out on that. And I th- I talked to you guys before the show that sometimes when I'm sick, you just get really sick and you feel like shit and you don't sleep well for a couple of days. And then there's one night where you just basically pass out. And in the middle of the night last night, I woke up just drenched in sweat. And, you know, I woke up and I was cold and shivering because I was sweating so much. But I got up, went to use the bathroom, got a cup of water, came back to bed, flipped my pillow over because it was soaking wet. Crawled back into bed, slept the rest of the night, and woke up, and I felt pretty fucking good. But see, I, to me, that sounds like cocaine. But I, yeah. <laughs> I have never done cocaine. I've, I've never. I mean, that's, that's why, one of the uh, things that I'm like. I've never done it. I've, I've always worried that I would like it too much, so that's, I've steered away from it. I've steered away from most most heavy drugs <laughs> because I worry about my you know whether yeah. Yeah, I, I just I'll have always been really things. paranoid yeah. that I would like it way too much, yeah, and so I've do never not, done it. No, and the fact thing. that it's fairly addicting. Well, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it, is that I would like it, and it's really addicting. And, and so, I worry I have an addictive personality to begin with, so, yeah, I, I kind of stay away from it. Yeah, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where every now and then when I get sick, and it's probably the majority of the time, but when I get sick and yes. I just feel like shit for several days, and then one night it's like it all just sweats out of me and I feel pretty good the next day. But I I know I probably sound like I still have a bit of a cold, but I feel Not pretty good. Really. I yeah. mean, no, you sound all right. Oh, good. Yay. You sound like Dan. You should have seen me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> now, after you finish that glass of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the other reason I'm probably feeling pretty good. I'm I'm one large cocktail in already, and we're just uh, starting the show. It's going to be yeah. an extra ginger so night. So it should be fun. Yeah. Extra ginger full of ginger beer ha- and stuff. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, it's X from the Utah Outcasts podcast and YouTube channel, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. But, uh, you know, even if you're not a Christian, the point is the establishment is always saying you shouldn't have a religion, God isn't real, but then you find out the elites who are saying they're atheists, nine times out of ten in my research, they turn out to be occultists who are Luciferian or Satanist. Alex Jones, unfortunately, has the IQ of a ten-year-old. Uh, well, how can you drive an RV? But I will stomp your head in if you start a fight with me, you thug scum! Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. So Roy Moore still hasn't conceded the race. We knew that he wasn't going to do that, right? We've talked about that. I, I mentioned yeah. that he's he thinks he's on a fucking crusade for God, so yeah. there's no way that he's going to concede that he lost because Jesus can't lose. No. But... It's done. It's over. He's the they've they've officially said now that Doug Jones won the race. Roy Moore's con- protestations have been ruled uh, stupid. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. But you know we're so. Do you think he's going to run again? Uh, I wouldn't put it past him because he's or if he runs again, will he run unopposed? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. think so because I think some a lot of people in the state are like, no, fuck you. You're a bad image. <laughs> your bad image well i mean you know it's time to go when you have people when you have fox news contributors calling you a snowflake for not conceding the race right uh k or cat timpf 
on Fox Business had this to say about Roy Moore. Cat, Roy Moore is not giving up. This is, I would think, bad for the party. Acting like a snowflake, right? <laughs> he needs to get on that horse and ride away into the sunset because this is absolutely ridiculous at this point. That, I watched that whole video, and it's bananas. He talks about the collapse of society. He babbles about sodomy for a while. What? It's not what you do after you lose an election. After you lose an election, you admit that you lost, and it doesn't look good for the party. You're absolutely right. It's a laughing stock. It's a joke. You have to laugh so you don't cry. He needs to go away like a long time ago <laughs> he shouldn't have been running in the first fucking place yeah. nobody should he should have been taken off of the ballot he he should have been and and this this i mean what what she's saying mirrors what a lot of republicans were saying before he's elected yeah and yet uh, to your point about whether a run again he still got nearly half the vote Yes, he is still very popular in Alabama, despite the but despite he's, the allegations, despite the Republican Party not liking him, despite the establishment not liking him. He is popular in Alabama, but he's not as popular as any other Republican would have been. Mm. For people that vote Republican well, just for the sake of voting Republican, that have some morals in their bones, they say, "Oh, this guy, I can't vote for him because of his past, so I'm not going to vote." Yeah, yeah. Versus they go, well, this is an upstanding Christian guy. I'm going to vote for him. But I mean, well, I, I mean, he ran against, I mean, he was up against in the primaries against what's his name. He, he beat uh, out uh, what's the guy his who name? Trump supported. Yeah. The, the, I can't remember his Trump name right now. I can't, I can't think of his you know, name right now. Yeah, but, but Luther. Uh, Luther. Strange. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Luther Strange. Thank you. Yeah. Ryan I, I, with Ryan with the recall. Said, nice there, job. There you go. As soon as you said Luther, I'm like that triggered like Doctor Strange in my mind. I I, I know something sometimes. <laughs> and I mean he beat out he beat he beat out Strange. Yeah. So I mean well, he's, he's popular down there. You know, have you heard what fucking Trump so Trump backed Strange in the in the oh, primary, right? Yeah. And Strange lost. Yep. And then Roy Moore won the primary, and so Donald Trump supported him. And now Trump is saying, well, I knew he wasn't going to win anyway. Told you all along. I I knew he wasn't going to win, but it was my job as the leader of the Republican Party to support Roy Moore. You're a fucking liar. Yeah. It's just Roy Moore didn't win, and so Trump can't be associated with a loser. Loser. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Because he just wants to win, win, win. That's all Trump does is win. But Roy Moore is never going to concede. Uh, We've got this clip from CNN Politics talking more about the election and certification. Broke every record in the history of the state for a special election. Tonight, Doug Jones officially certified by the state of Alabama to be its next U.S. Senator. This election has been conducted with the utmost integrity that it's been safe, secure, it's been credible. In spite of a final Hail Mary from the Roy Moore campaign alleging potential voter fraud. This election was fraudulent, and what we need to do is ask the Secretary of State to do his job and to, to investigate this. Amores refused to concede to Jones after losing the election earlier this month by more than 20,000 votes. When the vote is this close, then it's not over. But most Republicans, including the president, have called for Moore to concede. As far as Roy Moore, yeah. It's, it's certainly, I would certainly say he should. And the state of Alabama says those voter fraud accusations just aren't true. People are entitled to their own opinion, but they're not entitled to their own facts. More it's funny to, to hear a Republican say that. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be honest, let's be honest. After the last, like, 18 months. No, you said you aren't entitled to your own facts, but he is. 
because he's a Republican. Yeah, that's what, they're not entitled to their own. That's why they have to create alternate facts. Yes, alternate that Kellyanne Conway can <laughs> recite later. More calling to delay certification until there is a thorough investigation and for a new special election. But minutes before the state certification, a circuit court judge denied Moore's complaint. The complaint alleges out-of-state residents had been allowed to vote and that election fraud experts concluded that fraud had taken place. One of those experts is Richard Charnin, who has blogged about JFK conspiracy theories and the murder of DNC staffer Seth Rich. And Moore is questioning the high voter turnout in Jefferson County, where a large percentage of the population is black, calling it highly unusual. More than 47%. How fucking sad is that? That in that in one of the world's arguably most free democracies, the United States, where people have the right to vote, less than half of the people show out to do it. And when almost half show out, it's unusual. It's people are like, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? Yeah. That's highly unusual that half of the populace would give a fuck about the government that they're voting for. Well, yeah. Roy Moore's probably like, that's unusual. We try to throw all the black names off of the registry so yeah. they couldn't vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's like, part of it. How the fuck yeah. did they do that? <laughs> we got rid of their paperwork. How did all those black people get out to vote? We've tried everything we can to make sure that they can't get out there and yeah. do that. The Alabama Secretary of State says many voter fraud complaints have already been dismissed. More than 60 of those have already been fully adjudicated and dismissed, but we have several that are still active and we'll continue to investigate those until they are fully adjudicated. Doug Jones' campaign released a statement saying, quote, this desperate attempt by Roy Moore to subvert the will of the people will not succeed. The election is over. It's time to move on. Moore's complaint also brings up allegations he had relationships with teenage girls while he was in his 30s and several others accusing him of assault. Moore denied those accusations throughout his campaign. These allegations are completely false. I did not date underage women. I did not um, molest anyone. But today, he released an affidavit he signed of a polygraph test he says he took after the election over the allegations made against him. Moore states, quote, the results of the examination reflected I did not know, nor had I ever had any sexual contact with these individuals. Oh, so here's here's a document I signed saying I didn't have sexual relations with with underage girls. So that's proof I didn't have uh, sexual (laughs) relations with underage girls because my signature is on it. Well, and he fucking lied. I signed it. When he says he never had, when he when he says he never dated, never with underage girls, his, his fucking wife, wife is fifteen when he yeah. met her. Yeah, what a fucking liar! He, I mean, he fucking lies about shit. Yeah, it yeah. Did, when he started to court her, like we don't need a polygraph test when we can look at the person Russian who's you? standing right <laughs> fucking next to you, asshole. God damn it! The like the and that's that's weird to me, right? That in the age of Trump. People think they can just say whatever the fuck they yeah. want yeah. because it's all fake news anyway. I can just say whatever, well, and if you if you call me out on it, I'll say it's fake news, and you're wrong, and you're lying, and whoever wants to believe me will believe me. Well, but the reality is in the age of Trump, that's yeah. because it works. Yeah. Right. They can do that. Yeah. Said it, they so can it must be get true. away with that shit. Why do you think? That, why do you think that is? Though I mean, is it the people are that stupid, or they're that tribal, or they're that? I think it's like, the tribal part because even with so one of the cities that he used saying there's voter fraud there that doesn't exist. I still saw people out on on KSL News on the blog there citing that town. I've heard people on Facebook cite it. It's like the place isn't fucking real. The news already called him out on this fucking place not existing that he says voter fraud happened in. 
I, I don't, but I people don't still think cite it. I don't think there's any one reason that you can pinpoint. I mean, there may be a majority of people that fall into a certain category, but I mean, I, I think different people do it for different reasons, whether it's self-interest, thinking about the economy and their own personal self-interest relative to money, whether they think liberals are just inherently evil. And, you know, there's the whole uh, uh, abortion thing and that, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I think th there are a wide variety of reasons why. A million why, justifications. Why, why people can, will yeah. rationalize this shit in their own mind yeah. uh, to say that, that a fucking pedophile is, is better than, than uh, an evil Democrat. <laughs> which, which is which is funny when you talk about the abortion thing. Because I saw the other day on one of Trump's tweets, said you should. Doug Jones wants to abort babies. Roy Moore wants to fuck them. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> it, did, it didn't have the fucking part in there, but saying God. don't vote I'm, Democrat I'm... because they want to kill millions of innocent babies. And I tweeted back to Donald Trump: fetuses are not babies. Yeah. And someone else chimed in there. I well, I guess you're a fetus then. I'm like, <laughs> what? really? <laughs> what does yeah, that mean? I, 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 I had a copy. They said because I said. Uh, that because the whole fetus argument and yeah, they came back at me and said, "Well, my phone is loading." What does that, photos. What does that even fucking mean, though? That you, you must be a fetus then? Uh, because I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said oh zygote. Uh I said a zygote. Uh, so, so what Donald Trump said is. But Democrats can du justify murdering millions of babies. And I reply with, a zygote isn't a baby. So then someone replies back to me then, well, you're a zygote then. And his name's Castle Rock with an American flag and a cross and a soldier in his picture. No eagle? Come um, on. There might be an, uh, I don't think you can fit an eagle in there. Then my response back was, that's the kind of rebuttal I expected from a Trump-supporting drone obsessed with ancient fairy tales. <laughs> I didn't get a response from that. But yeah. It was probably a bot. Fucking, fucking weirdos, no, man. No, it's on, it's on Trump's thing, so it's probably not a bot. It's some, probably someone actually who just yeah. sees your, well, you're a zygote then, I guess, because- Trump! Just Trump! <laughs> Marka. But I, you, I hate those they, responses. Oh, fucking Trump supporters. They're so desperate. They are so desperate to make him into a god. This, this god. This this uh, new new age Reagan. Our generation Reagan. They they they're just so desperate that I. Well, and all of the shit around Reagan being this great leader, he wasn't he, he wasn't, wasn't as bad that, as Bush or as or as bad as Trump. No, but he but wasn't he, fucking he wasn't, terrific. But he either. still had the failed war on drugs, the failed economic plans, the Iran Contra, yeah, Iran -Contra yeah. scandal. <laughs> he raised taxes. taxes seven times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I, very selective memories when it comes to Reagan. Yeah, and then he then he. But he fucking, was a good religious guy, so that's all they remember. Then he had Alzheimer's and was fucking delusional for the last two years of his <laughs> I, presidency. I, I, I think Republicans are just so pissed off that, that the left has, has Roosevelt and has um, Kennedy as, as these national heroes. And they wanted a national hero. And they've been waiting for one. And they can't have Lincoln because he freed the slaves and fuck that then. Yeah. And he was way too liberal. <laughs> he was a fucking liberal. You know, so Reagan was their first chance at, at, at a national hero. And now they're trying to create a second out of Trump. Which is going to fail. Oh, just <laughs> that's see what just like, that's the most, you might as well be 
what is Sisyphus pushing the rock up the fucking yeah. hill over and over again? You're not going to get that out of Donald fucking Trump. No. Well, did you see what he tweeted out yesterday? I think it was. Huh. I've I've passed more bills since Truman. And then oh, someone had to point out the statistics, like, no, you passed the least amount of bills since Truman. Why well, everything is size with that guy. Yeah, I mean, I've done know, more. It was it's, it's doing the, more. The, the, the biggest, biggest, the biggest the tax cut, yeah. the biggest. I mean, it's all lies. Big water. <laughs> uh, but this article on CNN concludes with, and the the title for this post on CNN is, "Here's why Roy Moore will never concede," and it concludes with. When you're on a crusade, there is no such thing as losing. You can be temporarily vanquished by those trying to block your righteous quest, but you can never really be stopped. Because your crusade is bigger than any mere campaign. Bigger than a 22,000 vote losing margin. Bigger than three Republican elected officials certifying that your Democratic opponent won the race. Bigger than Steve Bannon signaling it's time to go. Bigger even, <gasps> gasp, than Donald Trump. Nothing's bigger than Trump. I mean, come on. It's for those reasons that Moore, that Moore was never going to concede the Senate race and why no one should be surprised if he decides to challenge Governor Kay Ivey in a Republican primary in 2018 mm -hmm. or even if he runs for Senate against Doug Jones in 2020 when, when Moore will be 73 years old. Yeah. The Senate campaign may be over for most people, but for Moore, the campaign and the crusade continues. Yeah. Maybe Always. By, maybe by the well, time he runs next, he can learn how to ride a horse. <laughs> One, it looked like he was gonna fall off yeah. at a couple points well, that's why I, I guess a bunch of horse around. experts kind of chimed in like oh, he doesn't know it. what he's doing <laughs> fuck you and the horse you don't know how to ride i think i think mika brzezinski was talking about because she's a big equestrian uh, yeah. and, and she was like yeah he doesn't know shit about horses <laughs> <laughs> He just wants to look like an all-American John Wayne cowboy. But I mean, to your point earlier about whether he'll run again, I I think he could. I think I, I think he will make an attempt at it. It's it's and if and the party I will let him he, in. I, I I don't think he'll care. I I think he'll make a run one way or the other. I think he I think he has a better shot than most. Well, I think the Alabamans like him. I mean, they they, like they him. do they, like they him. Reelected him twice to the. To, to be a judge. To be a judge. Mm -hmm. But I think and it's the moderate. half of them voted for, yeah. him, for him. He won the primary, and near half of them voted for I, him. I think it's the moderate Republicans that came out and said, no, fuck you more. We're not going to No, it was the motivated black people. Well, yeah, them. But it was the motivated. Yeah. But even then, I, I think, because even when they showed the number of votes, where there was, what, 22,000 votes for third-party candidates that were all bullshit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that would have turned it. Well, yeah, and well, shit. Uh, that, that, that? That's that's where I was talking about, like the moderate Republicans that showed up to vote, but just didn't vote for him. Yeah. Or or Roy Moore. But they or, they wouldn't I mean, vote Doug for Doug Jones. No, they yeah. wouldn't vote for Doug Jones. They wouldn't vote for Roy Moore. So they put in. Yeah, Dan, Dan peanut has, butter. Dan has. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got I've got that clip queued up here too. Let's check the that title out. of this is Santa and SpongeBob helped Doug Jones. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Bugs Bunny, What's up, Doc? SpongeBob, I'm ready. I'm ready. and even Jesus Christ. All of those names played a role in electing Democrat Doug Jones to the U.S. Senate in Alabama over Roy Moore. There were more than 22,000 write-in votes cast in the highly watched race. That number exceeded the margin of Jones's victory. Mickey Mouse, Santa Claus, and the ghost of Stonewall Jackson <laughs> didn't really stand a chance. 
Neither did one of the more mainstream write-ins. Jeff Sessions. Republicans, unwilling to cross party lines but unhappy with more, presumably wrote in these names Bozo. after he was accused of sexual Neither assault. Neither a better choice, any, anybody, other, any other Republican, anyone, anyone else. And Busby, it's nothing new. Convictional inaction. In New York race for mayor, <laughs> citizens cast votes for Michael Bloomberg, President Trump, and even Nick star Christops Porzingis. Jesus Christ, fresh off his losses in the 2012 and 2016 <laughs> presidential elections, also made an appearance. Three votes. On the ballot. <laughs> Big Bird, SpongeBob, and Wonder Woman did too. Now, just writing a name in doesn't mean that By your vote me. will count. <laughs> Nine states don't allow writing candidates for president. Of the 41 states that do, most require a candidate to file paperwork in advance. But that hasn't stopped voters. In 2008, Republican John McCain received the write-in vote for president. Why was that different? Because his name was already on the ballot. The voter's note clarified, quote, John McCain of 2000, not 2008. <laughs> totally different. John McCain of, t- of 2000, not 2008, when he picked fucking Sarah goddamn Sarah Palin, fucking Palin. Yeah. to be his running mate. But you, there were more write-in votes. You hear about her and her son? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That we'll was talk, crazy. We should talk about that later for oh, sure, okay. yeah. But Alabama had more write-in votes than fucking New York. Uh-huh. And New York is way fucking bigger, more population than Alabama. That's why I was saying with the moderate Republicans that couldn't dare vote for Roy Moore because of what he had done in his past. Yeah. If yeah. there was a person that was better in there, that's... That's a lot of, I mean, it's more votes than he won by, like they said. So that's a possibility of bringing that within at least a recount uh, area. Not saying Doug Jones won the one to still won. Denied any. Yeah. But it brings it way closer if it would have been a better. I'm, uh, and Republican. I'm not saying he'll ever win any future election, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he ran. And if he ran, he'd get a shit ton of votes. Can yeah, I hope yeah. that? I mean, like Alabama's a good 50 years behind the rest of, you know, but behind more modern areas like California, New York, you know, anywhere. Not Utah. On the coast, <laughs> basically, Alabama's like 50 years behind, right? So when they say, which which is kind of weird too, because they're still in that whole, let's make America great again, yeah. take it back to the 50s. Well, you're still fucking living in the well, 50s. they're beyond the, I mean, there still has Doctors Without Borders will show up to Alabama for a week <laughs> to give fucking medical care to people that can't fucking afford it when they come out of the fucking mountains. <laughs> I mean, they do that shit in third world countries, and they're having to fucking set up tents in fucking football stadiums in Alabama to fucking give medical aid to people because they don't fucking have any. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm really glad that Doug Jones won. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that there was a, a large enough voter turnout to reject more. But I'm still so surprised and dismayed and disheartened and saddened by the fact that so fucking many people still voted for Roy Moore. Yeah, I'm I'm dismayed that it was as close as it was. Well, I'm actually surprised he, out of, Doug Jones won. Yeah. Out of 120,000 plus votes that, yeah, it came down to 20,000 votes. Yeah. 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 I, I honestly, when I was, because I was watching it live at work, just kind of had it playing on the TV and with the counts going on, I'm like. I thought it was going to win. I thought Roy Moore would win. Oh, yeah. I thought Roy, Roy Moore would win too. Then it got to a point where it was at, it was like, like 85% and. Doug Jones was like 2,000 votes behind Roy Moore, and the biggest county in the state hadn't come in yet. And I was texting, and I'm like, Doug Jones might come through on this. And those that county started coming in, 
I'm like, he's 2,000 up, he's 3,000 up, he's 4,000 up, he's 5,000 up. And I'm like, he's like 15,000 up with 95% of the vote in. He's fucking winning. I'm like, Doug Jones just fucking won this shit. I mean, and you, you gotta imagine, I mean, McConnell and, and all those fucks up in Washington, they were probably sweating bullets. Oh, yeah. I mean, they dodged a big one here. Mm-hmm. Not having to deal with, uh, well, do I have that right? Is it McConnell or? Well, yeah, Ryan. McConnell. He was running for Senate, right? Yeah. Yeah, McConnell. Yeah, he yeah. was running. Okay, so it'd be McConnell. Turtle Man. Um, yeah, I mean, because they didn't want to have to deal with that. Well, Ryan well, is Senate McConnell's house. Oh, Ryan's. Oh, okay. Well, I, they, I they were that, even they were even trying to think up, of ways yeah, to be backwards. like, okay, how do we keep him from actually being able to take a seat? Right. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, do we open an ethics investigation? I mean, they didn't want to have to deal with this mm-hmm. shit. So, yeah, they, they were sweating fucking bullets. And, yeah, they dodged a big one here. Hi, I'm Lucian Greaves, spokesperson and co-founder of the Satanic Temple. Check out my website, grayfaction.org, if you want to be disgusted and alarmed. You're listening to Godless Revolution. I remember making an absolute, well, I won't say fool of myself, I was expelled from a meeting of Latter-day Saints in, when I first went to, to, to Salt Lake City. There were, I just literally, as a tourist, I was wandering around, and this person in a gray shift came up to me and said, would you like to see around? And I said, well, that's very kind. And then she started gathering others, and I realized she was a Mormon who was doing a tour, and presumably there was a little bit of recruitment uh, going along, because they're a very proselytizing uh, sect, as you know, the Mormons. Anyway, she, uh, she, but she gave us a good tour, and we saw this tabernacle here and this here and so on. And and then at one point she said, I just want to tell you a little about the Church of Latter-day Saints. And we all politely stood. And then she said how um, in the afterlife, all families will be reunited. And you'll be with your families forever. So I put my hand up and said, but what happens if you've been good? She she said, could you leave, please? Because everyone started laughing. But I mean, what a ridiculous idea. How is that supposed to be attractive? You're going to be stuck with every aunt and every cousin and every, oh, good gracious, every, you know, alcoholic or slightly deviant uncle. I mean, Jesus, it's just the most awful destiny imaginable. And they think that's a USP. That's a, yeah, that's what our church promises. Good Lord. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. There was some good news. Yeah, finally. Coming out of the court systems. That the uh, sweet cakes lost their appeal. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yay. poor sweet cakes! <laughs> but I mean, did they really lose? Yes. They oh yeah. Lost, well, for now, I mean, we're talking state appeal. Yeah, I court. mean, they lost that, but they got rich off of this. Not really. Did you see how much money was donated to them? Oh well, uh, how much they it, had to pay out? Turn it out of their house, but well, according to even the people at Sweet Cakes, they've lost everything. Yeah. And, she loved her business, and oh no, what are we going to do now that we can't be bigots in public, and uh, we can't turn away gay people for wanting to have cakes made for them? Oh, woe is me! I'm so sad now. <laughs> so, but the, the the Colorado shop also had to close. The chap shop, yeah, chap, oh, chop, chap, Ch- chap, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's new. The shop. It's, it's new lingo. Get used to it. It's going to be happening in 2018. <laughs> But so with the Oregon uh, place, their fine was what was it two hundred and thirteen thousand dollars somewhere around one hundred and thirty five. One hundred thirty five. I saw it through their GoFundMe. 
They got half a million dollars in donations from lovely Christians giving them money so they could they could fight their case and they could pay their fines. Isn't that ever yet, so nice? Yet they wonder, still couldn't afford to keep their shop open. I wonder how much of that money is going to the lawyers for all the appeals. The bulk that, of that, it. That's yeah. true. But these Republicans that love our capitalistic society, that yeah. are mad they had to close their doors because they're no longer getting business. Aww. Like they want someone to keep them open. Like a socialist type thing going on, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't complain if 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 you have enough customers that are coming to you that believe you're in the right, you should have a more than enough to stay open. Yes, yeah. So you having to shut your doors basically means a lot of people think you're a fucking bigot. <laughs> yeah, and they use their our capitalistic society to say, guess what? We're not going to give your place any fucking business. Well, this story comes to us from Oregon Live. Uh, it says the title of the story or the headline is Appeals Court Upholds Fine Against Christian Bakers Who Refuse to Make Same-Sex Wedding Cake. It says the Oregon Court of Appeals on Thursday upheld a decision by Oregon's Labor Commission that forced two Gresham bakers to pay $135,000 to a lesbian couple for whom the bakers refused to make a wedding cake. Melissa and Aaron Klein made national headlines in 2013 when they refused to bake a cake for Rachel and Laura Bowman Cryer, citing their Christian beliefs. The Bowman Criers complained to the Oregon Bureau of Labor's of Labor and Industries, saying they had been refused service because of their sexual orientation. An administrative law judge ruled that the Klein's Bakery, Sweet Cakes by Melissa, violated a law that bans discrimination based on sexual orientation in places that serve the public. Brad, Ava- Brad Avakian, the state labor commissioner, affirmed heavy damages against the Klein's for the Bowman Criers' emotional and mental distress. The decision will likely be the most controversial ruling and the one with the biggest impact handed down by Avakian during his nearly 10 years in the role. He has decided not to seek re-election when his term expires next year. Hmm. The Kleins appealed Avakian's decision, arguing for a religious exemption for the Oregon Equality Act. Which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. I want want the right to be a bigot. The anti-discrimination law... Uh, they also argued Avakian has, was biased against them, that his actions violated their rights to free expression as artists and their right to due process, and that the fine was excessive. But in their ruling Thursday, a panel of state appeals court judges sided with Avakian, saying the Kleins did, in fact, deny the Bowman Criers because they were lesbians. The judges also rejected the Kleins' argument that Avakian's ruling violated state and federal free speech protections. In the ruling, Judge Chris Garrett wrote that Avakian's order does not violate the client's free speech rights because it simply, quote, requires their compliance with a neutral law, end quote. Garrett also wrote that the clients have made no showing that the state targeted them for enforcement because of their religious beliefs, which is a key point here, right? Yeah. It's not that we're saying you can't do that because you're religious. It's that you can't use your religion to do this. And it's, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a, Small but important distinction. Yeah. And I, I, I hate it when we keep hearing the argument saying, well, if the KKK came in there and asked them to make a KKK cake, would you say they're forced to make that cake? We're like, well, no, that's different. There are no protections for being in a member K- of the fucking KKK and wanting yeah. a cake yeah. made. And this couple went in to order a cake they already make. There was nothing special about it. Yeah. It well, was a cake they already fucking produced. Yeah. But even then, you do have the right to refuse service to somebody saying that they want to make you a cake cake cake, cake because yes. there is no there is it's, no law saying that you have to make a cake for yeah. the KKK. Yeah. 
And unless you already make a KKK cake, if you already make a KKK cake, that's that's hard to say multiple times over again. And then you deny the KKK from having that cake. Then it'd be like, oh, well, yeah, but they already make it. And they're saying I can't buy it. And that's the one that's, I made. That's made for me. Why can't well, I yeah, have but it? I mean, you but yeah, as but, a business, you can discriminate against a wide variety of yes. people, but you cannot discriminate discriminate against those for whom there are laws protecting those as special classes. Yeah. Well, and the the beauty, uh, not the beauty, but I mean, the the amazing thing, you can discriminate against gays and lesbians. You can discriminate against blacks. You can discriminate against a whole bunch of people as long as you don't fucking say it. (laughs) Yeah, right. True. And it's really, unless you're outwardly saying, I don't serve black people. I mean, you you can kick black people. I mean, th- there's a practical reality that's kind of hard to prove. Yeah. Unless you are explicit, and so the only way you can prove it is if you're very explicit about your discrimination. Mm-hmm. And so the only way they lost this case is the fact that that they were very explicit oh, yeah. that that they that they weren't serving them. Because, because because they were gay. Yeah, if they would have said, "Sorry, we're if too they, booked up this time of the year right now. We can't. We don't have time happened. to make a wedding cake." Yeah, none that's, of that's it different. would have happened. Well, well, Grant, at one point in in our friendship and in serving on the board for Atheists of Utah, oh, you ended you up it? you ended up choking somebody. <laughs> I did. Yeah, you you well, you had someone oh, by the shit. throat. Yes, who who was. Yeah, I remember who, who wanted to attack me yes. <laughs> because in a, in a public restaurant. <laughs> so, okay. so, so let me let me start let me start <laughs> the story from the beginning here. Oh my god, this is a whole story. So, once upon a time, atheists of Utah <laughs> wanted to wanted to print some shirts for the Pride Festival. Yeah, and on the shirts, I don't even remember exactly what the slogan was, but it was something like. Uh, gotta be real because God uh, isn't, or something yeah, like yeah, that. It was like two bad, years yeah. ago, or something. Yeah, we, no, I think it was, it was, more it was than like two. three or this, four. This was yeah. a number of years ago. Uh, but it was in keeping with the the theme of the Pride Festival. Yeah. I think it was gotta, gotta be, be real. real. And so the God ain't. Yeah, so the slogan that we wanted on the shirt was gotta be real because God ain't. And uh, so we solicited business from local printing shops because we mm-hmm. want to try to keep business local for you our fellow utahns whatever one company that we contacted uh you know we said hey we want to get this number of shirts printed on this you know on this particular shirt material in these varying sizes this is the number we want can you give us a quote for that they came back gave us the quote we said okay great here's the artwork we'd like it by whatever date whatever they got the artwork and then they said oh no we're not going to do that and so me, in trying to ferret out their exact reason why they didn't want to do that, had this email chain back and forth with one of the owners of the shop. And I wanted her to say explicitly why they were refusing our business. Right. And I even put in the emails back and forth with them that, look, I understand that you may not want to print this. And, you know, and their, their response was, oh, well, we're a Christian business and we don't want to print this. And they're going and, to hell if they do. And so my response to them was, okay, well, I want to make sure of your reasoning behind this, and I want you to be very careful. And I stated this in my emails to the company and said, I want you to be 
very clear in your communication back with us exactly why you are refusing our business because there are laws governing the the situation in which belief, you yeah, yeah the the situation in which you can say that you don't want yeah. to do this if you're discriminating against us specifically because we are atheists you can't fucking do that if you want to tell me that you don't want to do it just because you don't particularly agree with the message on the shirt that's fine you can do that but or you, or just say you don't want to do it period right without any justification whatsoever right yeah, and so yeah, and so we they have to be high and mighty about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they they have to wave their their religion. Yeah, yeah. So so we exchanged several different emails back and forth with me trying to to ferret out the exact reason why, and didn't ever really get to the bottom of it. And there were a bunch of libertarians in the group, <laughs> <laughs> or or or. Uh, you know, associated who are atheists in Utah who may not even be paying members of atheists of Utah, but who were nonetheless complaining that here's big bad atheists of Utah as if we have all of this power here, you know, stomping on a, a small mom and pop shirt printing business here in the state. And, you know, we look like big bullies because we're doing this and businesses should be able to decide who they're going to do business with and decline any business they want, whatever. That's a fucking myth. Yeah, that's fucking it wrong. It's yeah. just You're fucking wrong. You're not allowed to just, no. There's and I was, and we'll, we'll, I, maybe later in the show we can have a longer discussion about why the libertarian view of that is so fucking wrong. Yeah. But, so getting back to the main gist of why Grant was choking somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, I, have, I don't think I've ever even heard about this, uh, the uh, assault that Grant committed. No, I, no, no I, Grant, I did not commit an assault. Grant Just was hear, trying to see, Grant intervened. Hear the story out. <laughs> so, so we had a member on the board who, I was president at the time, this person was vice president, and, you know, there was some... I was a lowly treasure. <laughs> I was just a treasure. That's I, that, that whole that whole thing seems silly to me anyway. Because like the board for atheists of Utah is a fully democratic board. Like we have to know, have titles have by votes, law. Yeah. And but it's it's you know the president doesn't have more of a vote than anybody else. But they're the person who, because of the title, everybody contacts and looks to for information, whatever. And but you, so, you're a better person for that than, than anyone else was at the, at the time. So. Well, yeah, anybody, like nobody else wanted to be the person who everybody would send <laughs> emails to. I'm not, a, I'm not a social person. I don't, I don't like people. I don't want to, I don't want to interact with anyone. So I mean, I'm okay with this podcast because it's like one way. Anyone like, you know, debates me about anything I say on here. It's like, fuck you. So, so because nobody else wanted to do it, I was president of Atheists of Utah. And this person was vice president. And apparently they were getting some blowback from some of their friends who were upset that we were, you know. So when all of this went down, I made a post and said, you know, there's a local business who is denying, uh, denying business to us after. They initially gave us a quote. We sent them the artwork, and now they're saying they're not going to do it. They won't tell us why exactly. I'm trying to ferret it out, blah, blah, blah. We're just letting everybody know, for, for people who are atheists in Utah who may need printing services, I wanted to make it clear that, hey, you may not want to do business with this particular company because they may not want to work with you. Fine, good, whatever. But apparently there were some people who had a huge problem with that that came back to 
the vice president and complained to that person. And then that person came to me and voiced their concerns. And when the vice president approached me with that, I said, well, fine. So, so, <laughs> so they can go so there if they want to. They're upset that we, that they have, you know, so they, they have this misperception of the thing that is actually happening and they're upset by that. Fine. Tell them to come and talk to me about it and I'd be happy to educate them, talk to them, do whatever. And the vice president was just like, oh, okay, whatever. And then it got to the point where it went back and forth and back and forth. And the vice president was very upset. And I can't remember exactly what had happened, but we decided to have a board meeting. And I can't remember why we all figured that something I remember bits may and happen. Pieces. So you and Tracy and the VP yeah. had exchanged a bunch of text messages yeah. over the couple of days before the board meeting. Yeah. And he was being especially disrespectful to Tracy. Oh, which he, was he always saying, was. He was a fucking dick. He he was saying some very di- and he was get his anger was escalating. Yeah. More and more and more. I think a lot of that was because it was tra- like he I think he had a problem with hearing from a woman that and, he was and wrong. that was that was that was a probably a big part of it. Your personality is a big part of it cuz you you tend to approach things like this sometimes from a a bit of a snarky kind oh, yeah. of perspective. Yeah. And he was genuinely mad. And yeah. and so when you kind of get your kind of snarkiness on, then, well that yeah, then that's, that's that's my natural defense, Mick. My natural defense right. is comedy, right? Like right. <laughs> I, I will disarm you with comedy, and if that doesn't work, then I'm gonna have to beat you. And ass. that just made it matter. <laughs> So we we went to a board meeting. It was at uh, it was at that microbrewery uh, trolley. Uh, what is, Desert Edge? Desert Edge, where just had, Desert Edge? Yeah, not Desert. A desert. Uh, desert oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we have we had nowhere. You know, uh, I don't know. We just did board meetings at restaurants for some reason, um, and we kind of knew he was going to come in. Angry. That he was angry, yeah. That he was angry. And yeah. we all Gun showed blazing. up before, before he did. Yeah. We were all there at the table. Yeah. And there were only a handful of people at the restaurant. I remember this. <laughs> so he comes, he comes in, and he comes in, he comes in raging. He comes in angry. You could tell he's, he's not yelling, but the rage. Oh, he was totally fucking mad. Like, we... The and seat he that throws these papers down on the table. Well, yeah, because so the table that we had picked, we had the, there's one wall of the restaurant that yes. is all windows that you can look down onto the courtyard right. for anybody approaching the restaurant. Ah, so you can see your victim so, coming. Yeah, so we saw <laughs> that he had arrived and was walking in toward the restaurant, and we were like, okay, well, time to get our game faces on. Here so he and, comes. And I was on the far, I was on the other side of the table with my back. He was coming out behind me. You guys were all against the wall. I was. On, I wasn't against the wall. I, oh, I was on were, the same table as you, you were, but oh, I was. Okay, I was closer this. to the window. You, you were, were closer, closer to, to where okay. he and approached. Was, yeah, and he he comes in angry. I forget what he yelled, but he threw these papers down. He said, the "Here's table the fucking mail." Whatever, yeah, mail. Because he had the key to the mailbox. He had the yeah. key to the mailbox, and you <laughs> you say something snarky. So. Well, yeah, so... I, I forget what you say. Well, so, it was, so he comes you call in. him the postman? Yeah, well, no, so he no. comes in, and 
you know, at this point I wasn't like, I wasn't actively looking for him to walk through the restaurant over to where we were in the corner. Uh, I just knew that he was going to be there soon. And so I'm talking to Tracy and Tiffany who were sitting across the table from me. There was, you know, me and Grant on one side of the table, Tiffany and Tracy on the other side of the table. And I'm sitting closest to the window, Grant sitting closest to the end of the table where the vice president was approaching from. So he comes in and I'm talking to Tiffany and Tracy and I've got my arms on the table, you know, just sitting there and a bunch of stuff hit me in the arm and I hear, here's the fucking mail. And, and I turned and I, and I was like, and I, and I thought maybe he was just joking around initially. And so I turned and I was like, oh, hey. And he's like, yeah, that's it. It's done. I've posted it on Facebook already. I'm fucking quitting. You guys can go fuck yourselves. And then he got in my face. Like he leaned over you and got in my face and started pointing at me right in my face and was like spittle flying out of his mouth. And he's like, and if you say one fucking word, I'm going to give you a black fucking eye. (laughs) And then he turned to leave and I just turned in my chair. (laughs) I turned in my chair. And while I'm still sitting, I said, hey. Great to see you, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, he lunged. He lost his fucking shit. He lost it. He lunged. (laughs) And and at that point, I I jump up. You went into daddy dragon mode. I jump up. I'm I'm fucking six foot four. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm bigger than, I, I don't know why my hand went to his throat. I, I, it could have been his chest or his head or anything. I don't know why I chose his throat. It was just kind of instinct. So Grant stands up and just like, so, so Grant stands up and he grabs the guy by the throat and. Well, you've already said the name. Yeah. So, so Grant stands up and he grabs Alan by the throat. And Alan, meantime, is just like thrashing and still trying to get at me while I'm just Tables sitting there. are going over. Chairs yeah. are going over. I'm still over. just sitting in my chair smiling like a fucking <laughs> idiot. Which is probably going to make him more enraged. Just, oh, I'm sure it did. Like, I just had this shit-eating grin on my face. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, buddy, you'd better hope that Grant doesn't let you go because this is going to be a lot of fun for me. <laughs> so I'm just sitting in my chair with a shit-eating grin on my face while he's like, uh, Grant's got him by the throat just yelling, Alan! Alan, 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 and Alan and I, I mean, Alan and I don't have a negative relationship. I, I, I didn't love the guy. I didn't hate the guy. I mean, we, we had a cordial relationship. Yeah. So I was trying to calm the guy down and just keep him off and, and not cause a scene, which we were kind of too late. Tables were being overturned. At this point, he's like, Grant's got him by the throat and Alan is like grabbing chairs and tables and flipping them over and tossing (laughs) them, still trying to get at me and everything. in the restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, the the few patrons in the restaurant all turning or staring (laughs) and like the staff starts to congregate and come out toward our table and everything. And finally Grant's like, Alan, Alan, you need to stop and you need to leave. And he, he finally just like was, he didn't have any more chairs or tables to throw within the vicinity. So Grant let him go and he turned to leave and the staff came over and they're like, oh, we, we, I think we need to ask you guys to leave. And we were like, no, that guy was the problem. He's leaving now. Everything is going to be fine. But (laughs) yeah, so it was this whole big to do and he, yeah, it it was a lot of fun. Uh, (laughs) And and then there was a ton of shit after that, but oh, uh, and then yeah, you had cake, <laughs> and then we had cake. But <laughs> but there are but there are things that you know. I wanted to find out why exactly they were refusing our business. Yeah, and 
because there back, are back to the original, yeah, yeah. back to the original point. <laughs> so there, I mean, there are laws in place that say you can't refuse business to somebody based on their religious beliefs or irreligious, right? And so I wanted to find out if it was that they didn't want to do it just because they're Christian and didn't feel comfortable, whatever, or if it was because we are atheists. And she wouldn't fucking specifically tell me. So we went back and forth, back and forth. That's how this all came out, but. I can't even remember what got us well, and the, started the on this pro- whole thing. But, but the problem with Sweet Cakes and the Colorado case and the other case is that is that they could have done that if if they had just kept silent like this yeah. this Salt Lake. Yeah. But no, they they want to wave their dick around. They want to show that they're morally pure. They want to show that they're 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 good God fearing people, better than everyone else. Yeah, and we're they, not going to accept that homosexual we, yeah, agenda. Exactly. And and that's that's gonna land you in court, and, and you're gonna lose. Yeah, and I think one of the big things that kind of screwed the sweet cakes people over, which I was reading another article, that couple had already ordered that cake previously for their mother's, uh, one of their mothers, like uh, I can't remember if it was a birthday or an anniversary for the cake for that, and like they liked the cake, so mm. they wanted to get that cake for their wedding. Oh, and then when I it was agree. came in for their wedding to get it. Oh, now you can't get it because it's for your lesbian wedding. If it's for something else, it's perfectly fine, but I will not make you a cake for your wedding. I hadn't even heard that aspect. That was when, so, the, yeah. when uh, the first story I'd read on this, I can't remember if it was like a Washington Post story or which one it was, hmm. said that yeah, that that couple had actually previously bought cakes from oh, them. Okay. Yeah. And there was that cake that they wanted for their wedding cake because yeah. they liked it. Yeah. But so so they they lost their appeal. Yeah. And... The the lesbian couple will now finally get the money that has been owed to them since I think 2013. Well, well that's that's so when it that, happened. So that's yeah. I mean, so that's a question. This just happened. So, I mean, the next step is SCOTUS, and they could appeal to SCOTUS. But, well, but that's a question. What will they do? That will they wait for the SCOTUS ruling on Colorado? Uh, yeah. Because that might they, sh- if, if if the Colorado case would be a precedence Col- that may might not even look at the Oregon case, right? So if if Colorado comes back in favor of the bakery, uh, if Scotus comes back in, in favor, favor of the bakery, I see them going then. Then then what are they going to do? Are they going to reappeal to state? Are they going to appeal to Scotus? I, I could see them appealing I mean, to Scotus. It's for that. not necessarily well, the, over. Well, and the the monetary damages that were awarded to the lesbian couple weren't necessarily just because the cake was denied them and the and a refusal of service. It was because sweet cakes took their information and posted it publicly, basically fucking oh, doxed, doxed the call. Yeah. Oh, shit. And oh, okay. then they yeah. started getting death threats and people driving by their house and threatening. And then and then they had adopted a couple a couple kids. And so all of these reports to DCFS about, chi- you know, all these false reports about mm-hmm. child abuse, just it upturned their, or it, it overturned their entire lives. Mm-hmm. And it was because the people at Sweet Cakes had doxed them and mm-hmm. put out all of their private information. That's what they were awarded the the, oh, okay. the monetary okay. damage. Nice for. Christian couple. Yeah. So I don't even know if they can appeal that. Like, yeah. That's that's why they were awarded the the money in the first place. Right? Oh, okay. So, yeah. Fuck them and fuck libertarians yeah. for, for thinking <laughs> that you can that you can just deny people based on whatever reason you want. It and just, uh, the no. invisible hand of the market will fix that shit because it won't. It didn't fucking no. fix slavery for 400 goddamned years. 
But it would have if Lincoln hadn't gotten involved. And I, you know, I saw if an we had just bought all the slaves. I mean, we could have saved a whole bunch of money by buying all the slaves. Yeah, and you know that would have fixed slavery. Let's talk about that in a second. <laughs> I'm confused. I, I, no, I. It's a it's a libertarian <laughs> argument. It's. This is Phil Ferguson of the cleverly titled The Phil Ferguson Show, and thank God you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. That's what makes America weak is empathy. When we care about those less fortunate than ourselves, that's what's bringing us down. It's that kind of altruistic attitude that that weakens us as a nation. Sure, sure. Ask Ayn Rand. She'll tell you. Ask Ayn Rand. I believe you can still find her ghost haunting the same public housing she died in while on Social Security and Medicare. Social Security and Medicare. Oh, that is what we call in the business a real hypocritical cunt. That's what we call it. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. In getting back to the libertarian stuff and why a lot of libertarian views from from younger people really bother me they really rub me the wrong way is that they seem ignorant of all of history <laughs> like yeah. like like all of history all of american all of history they seem completely fucking ignorant of yeah. they think that somehow the invisible hand of the market is just going to sweep in and fix everything and if a corporation is doing something wrong then people just won't go to that corporation because word of mouth will get around and everybody will stop visiting that business. It's it's such an amazingly simplistic and childish view. Of it's the world. so naive, right? It's so naive. It's it's that Ayn Rand kind of. Uh, it's it's idiotic. It's the world doesn't work that way. No, it it doesn't. And beyond being completely ignorant of world history, specifically United States history, as it pertains to, uh, you know segregation in the first slavery and then segregation in the United States and the lunch counter protests and the bus protests, mm -hmm. everything that the, that the civil rights movement achieved. And then the passage of the 1964 civil rights act that guaranteed certain rights for these minority groups. The they still had a fight for it once that yeah, passed. Yeah, they did. But I read this article earlier that, that po that, uh, polled people uh, just in the United States saying, do you think that the, the sit-ins and the bus protests are helping civil rights or hurting it? And overwhelmingly, the people that responded said, oh, no, it's hurting the cause. And we see that we see parallels for that with the, like the, resist with protests. the Black Lives, yeah, with Resist oh, yeah, and with uh, Black Lives yeah. Matter. We see the same type of thing where people who aren't in those minority groups and just are upset that people are upset are saying that, oh, well, you know, by them acting this way, they're just hurting their cause. They should just, I don't know what, like well, sit back and be quiet and when they, take the abuse that they've been handed for hundreds and hundreds yeah. of years. Trevor, Trevor Noah did, did an incredible little uh, uh, rhyme thing about, about the appropriate way for a black to protest. Oh, yeah, I remember that. 
It was, I, I can't recite it. I, I you know, Maybe we could look it up at some point. But um, yeah, there, there is no right way for a minority to protest. There, there, you know, you can't do it quietly. You can't do it loudly. You can't do it sitting or standing. You or just kneeling, can't. Yeah. You can't do it. Period. Yeah. There's it's, yeah. People, people are going to complain about how you're protesting, no matter how you do it. Yeah. And they're always going to say that what you're doing is hurting your cause rather than helping your cause. But when but you, the reality protest, is that that's just fucking factually wrong. Yeah. They're calling attention to. A perceived harm, not even just perceived, but an actual harm, and they're calling attention to that. And as they're calling attention to that, white people become very distressed that, oh, well, what, I'm not going to be able to do these things anymore. I'm not going to be able to treat people as second class citizens. Well, that, I, I won't have that. I need, the, they need to stop that. They need to stop that protest because it's making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the other one I hate is with, uh, like when Colin Kaepernick started the kneeling. They're saying, well, he's a rich celebrity. He's not being oppressed. It's like he's not doing it for himself. He's not saying he personally has been oppressed, but he's looking at what's going on around society and people who don't have a fucking voice, and he's going to say something for him but because he has a platform. You, you can't, but you can't protest if you're rich. Well, yeah, that's, then, that's where they're going. Like, oh, he's rich. He doesn't. He I should mean, be protesting. They say the he's same got thing about all the people in Hollywood. Yeah, all, everyone in Hollywood who who has a voice and who says something. Politically motivated or whatever, it's it's the same fucking yeah. argument. Black, white, whatever, it's it's the same goddamn argument. Well, you're just a Hollywood elite. You're rich. I mean, why why should we listen to you? And mm-hmm. they, I mean, they might not have the loudest voice, but they have the highest platform. I could well, sit in the street and, and scream that, and scream and that's scream, and what no they're one will fucking hear me. pissed off about. That's why it's they're pissed off at because Kaepernick someone with a high platform is is not that they're protesting or that they're rich. It's that they have a platform that's bigger than yours. Mm. They have a bigger audience than you, and and you will never get the audience that they have, and that's what pisses them off. Well, and the thing that the thing about the NFL protests and and the kneeling and Kaepernick and everything that really bothers me more than people just complaining about it is that they're complaining about something that he modified to try yes to try to appease to, them to try to appease mm. them in the first fucking place like he didn't start out kneeling he was sitting yeah he started by just sitting on the bench and not doing anything and i believe it was a a us marine vet who contacted him and yeah, said, said hey, hey i think that's kneeling you know, is a sign of respect yeah yeah, yeah the, you you're being disrespectful or whatever and to show respect you should take a knee instead yeah you should take a knee instead you don't have to participate whatever but take a knee as a sign of respect mm-hmm. and people still lost their fucking minds yeah. because they don't know any of the fucking history about it they don't know about all of the oppression, they don't know about the the killing of black people for no fucking reason, for just running down the road or wearing a hoodie or selling loose cigarettes or yeah. what have you. And they don't know that Colin Kaepernick did the kneeling as a compromise to try to appease people, and they're still fucking upset about that. Like, there's no way... We, we well, Grant they, mentioned they, it earlier yeah. that there's no way that they could protest that no. people would say, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Well, they, they also don't know the history that, that it was only within the last decade or two that the NFL even started coming out for the anthem to begin with. Right. And the yeah. only reason they came after that was for Good. commercial advertising reasons. Dollars, yeah. For advertising dollars. Because we were fighting two wars and the army and the military is pitching them money to get more fucking troops. Yeah. 
It was post 9-11 when that shit started happening. So, so it's a bunch of ignorant fucktards mm-hmm. who are upset about shit they don't know a goddamn thing about, but feel free to, you know, say whatever the fuck they want about it. Well, it then just, even uh, when I can't remember which team it was that decided they weren't even going to take the field for the national anthem, and everybody got pissed at that, then somebody had to point out to them, like, you realize they didn't take the field for almost 40 years. Yeah. They didn't come yeah. out until after the national anthem. There, there is no, cor- in their minds, there is no correct way to protest. Yeah. Yeah, the only correct way to protest is to not protest. Yeah. Or and just that's... to have blind obedience towards your fucking master. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just suck it up. You know, continue. which how the fuck is that a libertarian point of view? I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's not. I mean, maybe we're we came to this subject from the libertarian argument, and and maybe it's not. But how how does blind uh, patriotic allegiance a libertarian point of view? Uh, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily liber- a libertarian view, but what pisses me off is when i see libertarians as i mentioned earlier saying shit like well businesses should have the right to refuse you know service to whoever they want it's their business they should be able to run it however they want okay you can think that that's okay but what if that business has a monopoly what if they're the only fucking business who provides that particular service what then people yeah. should just say okay fuck it i can't do it because i'm a mi- i'm a minority who this company doesn't like and so i can't get that service from them and so i'm fucked libertarians are so fucking set, short-sighted set aside i mean set aside even just american history and think about humanity the evolution of humanity in general if libertarianism was was such a God-given, beautiful, perfect uh, architecture. Why have we never seen it evolve naturally? Yeah, where ever does it exist in, in the human wild? history? Yeah. I mean, in in all of these uh, democracies that we've had, and and theocracies, and and uh, dictatorships, and everything we've had throughout human history, and oligarchies, and everything, never have you seen uh, that I know of, at least a pure libertarian state it doesn't work if you have, if you have a group larger than like 50 people it's not gonna fucking yeah. work no i mean because you have competing interests competing views on different when things. you're running your one farm and your closest neighbor is like five thousand miles away okay libertarianism it is works because you're the only one <laughs> yeah. there you're making your own roads but as soon as you power. have somebody next door then you need to start compromising. Yeah. You need to yeah, – it doesn't work anymore. Well, and you mentioned in the in the last episode the – you know, you can't breed whales in Utah or whatever it was. <laughs> like there, there are certain things that, you know, libertarians and Republicans, people on the right in general, decry all of these rules and regulations that people have to follow. And I've mentioned it several times that these regulations don't fucking come out of nowhere. Yeah. No. They're they not born of somebody just sitting around thinking, well, how can I fuck with people today? There are reasons why these laws and regulations come into place, and it's because people abuse their fellow people all the fucking time. Unfortunately, there's – for a lot of laws, especially older laws, there we've forgotten what the rationale was. We've forgotten why – We've forgotten the history of like the EPA. And that's why we see so many younger people these days are libertarians because they don't know the fucking history of how we got to where we are now. And that's, that's what I I think we need is, is more of that, 
more of that history Civics into and why, history. Uh, why the EPA exists, why uh, the uh, Department of Education exists, why the Department of, oh, uh, what's that third one? Um, Commerce? <laughs> <laughs> you pulling a Rick Perry on this? <laughs> no. uh, I thought it would be fun. But no, it's like, Oops. E- e- even at work the other day. I made the joke that I was saying, like, with how fast Trump is trying to deregulate everything, soon we're going to have fucking five-year-old kids greasing cogs and machines again. Yeah, <laughs> any day now. Probably, yeah. Working in the coal mine. Yeah, because well, who else is going to fit in there to maybe, grease those cogs? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, because it, it, Obama wasn't the one that pulled kids out of the factories. And really, the only thing Trump <laughs> cares about is repealing Obama's shit. True. That's really... Undoing Obama's legacy is the only thing he cares about. Well, but the one thing I do worry about with the deregulation, because he wants to he wants to deregulate things because he said it's going to make it easier to rebuild our infrastructure. But then I think back to like, hmm, how many failed bridges and railways <laughs> have know. we had before we had these figured out? Oh, we can't build there's it this a, there's way. There's a reason we, we have need, regulations yeah. on bridges and subways. We, yeah, and we need to have we need to consult the person who knows the soil. We need to consult the people who knows what's in the bottom of the water. We need to consult all these different agencies to make sure when you build that thing, it's going to stand there and it's not going to fall the fuck down. And then we have to have laws in place that if that does happen, the people who are harmed are made whole or at yeah. least and have rights. offered yeah. yeah are at least offered some recompense for the damage that has been done to them because of your shitty yeah. fucking work. Yeah, it was not on their account. They had nothing to do with well maybe that's, they that's, did they did They, did they a, were the ones who were stupid enough to use the fucking bridge. But that's Dan, what I was going to say. Dan, that's a liberty that's not a libertarian point of view. I mean, <laughs> you know, if it was an unsafe building, you have a choice not to live there. <laughs> <laughs> or we're going to have uh I saw a video of a building in China where they were picking at the foundation. It was old newspapers. Yeah. Well, and and that's that's the other thing too is the libertarians seem so so they don't know history. They seem short-sighted and then they have this delusional view that everybody, when they're born, starts out on an even playing field. No. Yeah. And that's not how the fucking world works. Yeah. We know that for a fact. We know that if you are born a poor, bl- I was born a poor black child. You're praying. You're like, stay. like Steve Martin yeah. and the jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> you're not going to have rhythm. No, but you're, there's you're going- a reason aristocracies exist and yeah. have existed throughout human history. Billionaires breed billionaires. Yeah. And the people in power tend to do whatever they can to continue shifting power toward themselves and their friends. Yeah, if we all had equal opportunity, you wouldn't see every billionaire having their kids become billionaires and their kids become billionaires. Be like, well, why can't I do the same? Yeah, we oh, see because that. I wasn't born in that part of the society, so I don't get to go there that yeah, way. Yeah, and we see it in the Republican tax reform that they yeah. just passed. That it does it 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 offers moderate tax benefits for people on the lower and middle incomes for a limited unless you make for under a limited amount, amount of time, of time. For but for corporations it's forever. forever and for rich people it's this huge fucking yeah. windfall oh talking about that did you hear about at&t now what about at&t now well, AT&T was giving out the $1,000 bonus to 200,000 Oh, and then they employees. laid off a thousand people. Well, off. it was more than 1000 now. Almost. Oh, yeah? They keep laying off more. And then I was reading something that said that th- that money came because they were fucking a, uh, uh, the unions were going after AT&T, saying for like unfair, like, hey, you need to pay better wages and stuff. Mm. So the settlement was, we'll give up bonuses. Ah. It wasn't because so of it Trump's a, tax it plan. It was because the union. Union agreement. Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard some something about that. Oh, I'm very glad that I divested myself from any interest in AT&T uh, 
earlier this year, just a few months ago, actually. Got rid of DirecTV, my AT&T wireless, all of that shit. Sadly, Man, it's the them. only phone carrier I can use. Yeah? It's the only one that will work on Dugway. Oh, right. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, all all of these companies, I mean, pretty much everyone that I've heard of so far that's made big announcements as far as, like, hiring or bonuses or tax increases or uh, wa- wage increases. nothing to do with Trump. Well, either had nothing to do with Trump or they have a vested interest in getting on Trump's oh, yeah. good side. Uh, the the whole Comcast thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a vested interest. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo is in the middle of a DOJ investigation for their actions. And, and, um, well, and what they're giving so out they, is chump change compared to what they're going to make. Oh, yeah. It's off fucking, of this. It's, well, there's that. And, and if they can get it's on what Trump's, would fall out of their pockets because if, they're too fucking full. If Wells Fargo can get on Trump's good side by giving them some positive press, then Trump might in, influence the DOJ in going easy on mm-hmm. their investigation of, of their illegal practices. Yeah. And, and also with Wells Fargo. They were also facing a lot of states like California where they have a lot of employees where California was uh, doing a $15 minimum wage. It goes yeah. into effect this year. Mm-hmm. So they were already being forced into a $15 yeah. minimum wage. So doing it nationally was not that big of a deal to them. Yeah, but they can look like the good guys because they they're going to do like it. The good they're just going to do it for everybody. Yeah. and But I don't think corporations just, are going to come back. But, I mean, when when we look back through history, we look at ending slavery, we yep. look at ending segregation, ending Jim Crow laws, all of those things happened because of government regulation and because yeah. of laws being put in place. And because not people because stood of, up and said, this is fucked up. Right, yeah. Not just because people decided, oh, hey, we're going to do this because it's the right thing to do. It's because the government stepped in, as should be its role. Mm-hmm. In an elected in an elected government who's representing all of the people of the country that they should take a specific interest in minority groups who are being persecuted within its within its governance yeah. right within its power to control it should have a particular interest in protecting minorities and that's what government does and libertarians fail to see that or they just don't fucking care well I mean we I look don't at- think they I, was say, I, I, I think they don't care. I, I, do I think I. it's more of a lack of, of caring than is a lack of, of ignorance. Yeah. You think uh, they just personally. don't care? I, I think they just don't care. I, I think they think that it's the Ayn Rand philosophy that Might is on, right on, ba- and... on balance, it all evens out in the end. Yeah. And that even if some minority is being uh, persecuted, uh, persecuted or... now, over the span of time, it all balances out. Yeah, which that's what I had a buddy tell me about this whole fucking tax thing. So it'll balance out by the time you retire. I'm like, well, <laughs> that don't help me pay a mortgage right now. Yeah. And it's only going to balance out over the span of time because some future politician is going to change things to make it balance Well, out. no, he says it's because of our, our thrift savings program. And then with the stock market going up, you're going to make more money that way. If, I'm like, yeah, but that's not if now. I mean, if your hope is that the stock market is going to perpetually go up. Which it's got to hit a point where it's going to go, well, we're fucked I mean, again. Come on. I, you know, I, the stock market is going to go down. Yeah. At some point, it will go down again. Eventually. Or come to a steady plateau. 
But when you get people that are business minded in the White House, they want to see uh, gains every quarter. And they don't give a fuck about the people that they're nope. hurting. If they don't get those gains that quarter, well, I guess we got to lay some people off so the numbers make up. The, so we got some gains. And corporations don't have the best interests of their customers in mind. Nah. They have the best interests of, of their stockholders in mind. Yeah. That's what they care about. They don't give a fuck about the people in the rest of the country. They care about keeping their stockholders happy. Or else they wouldn't pay millions of dollars a year to have lawyers and teams of people to figure out how to fuck over the laws. Yeah. To pay as little as possible and for getting what the they taxes. want. How, how much can we fuck our employees? How much can we make them work without having to fucking pay their asses? How little can we pay into their social security and their Medicare and their, their retirement plans? How much can we ship manufacturing overseas yeah. for lower paid workers? Or how many workers do we need to work so they only work a 39-hour work week so we got to pay any shit on this? Yeah. Yeah. It's libertarians really bother me. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you don't like it, you just don't buy that corporation's product here. You know, yeah, states. that's hard. Yeah, and eventually they'll go out of business. Eventually they'll go out of business. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, find a cell phone company that manufactures cell phones here in the Yeah, I mean, I mean, how many plantations went out of business because people thought <laughs> slavery was wrong, right? Yeah. Well, that happened all the time. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even manufacture cell phones in the U.S. No. We don't have the raw materials. They're, they're core raw materials that don't even exist in the U.S. There's, there's no way to even Plus, I think my hands are here. too big. The, you know, China, no. China has raw Trump materials hands. that we, you know, <laughs> it just, it's idiotic. Uh, and they got the workforce. And they have a workforce. There's that too. Hey, this is Taylor Grin from GrinandBearInt.com, where we do news, analysis, and commentary. And you're listening to Godless Revolution. Look, I have an, uh, an intellectually stimulating theory. It's my theory of where the soda can may have come from. Billions of years ago, there was a big bang in space. Nobody knows what caused the big bang. It just happened. And from this bang issued this huge rock. On top of the rock was found a sweet, brown, bubbly substance. And over millions of years, aluminum crept up the side, formed itself in a can, then a lid, and then a tad. And then millions of years later, red paint, blue paint, white paint fell from the sky and formed itself into the words, 12 fluid ounces, do not litter. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! All right, I want to talk about GMOs. Can we talk about GMOs? <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do it. This oh is my like God. I'm going to get beat down by the end of this episode. <laughs> this is like my own little pet thing. Like, beyond religion, GMOs are something that I'm very passionate about uh, because for a while I was anti-GMO because I bought into all the bullshit I saw on the internet, like the March against Monsanto and Frankenfoods and all of that fucking bullshit until I, somebody, somebody, I think somebody just asked me some questions like, well, where are you getting this information from? What makes you think this? Well, why do you think this is so harmful? And so then I was like, well, I'll, I'll find out. I'll, I'll do some research and yeah. tell you, Mr. So-and-so who <laughs> dares question me on my opinions about this. And then I started looking into it, and I'm like, I was fucking stupid. It's kind of like reading the Bible. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. It's I'm, it's I'm gonna, kind of a I'm gonna prove you wrong by reading the Bible. Like, oh, <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> it actually does say that, doesn't it? It's kind of a religious thing for a lot of people who like the 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 crunchy granola, organic type people in California. Even yeah, I, mean, I like granola, Come and on, it's, like granola is good. good. I, it's it like, is. It's healthy. Yummy. I like granola, <laughs> but I mean, you have the so. GMOs as well as religion is something that spans all demographics, right? Mm-hmm. So your your fear or hatred or loathing of GMOs spans all demographics. It's it's you know it it spans demographics of age, race, religion, income, education. Everybody like like there are some things that are definitely left versus right issues like Climate change. Abortion. Uh, yeah, abortion's a good one. Um, gun control. Yeah, gun control's another one. So those are definitely left versus right issues, right? But GMO fears and the concerns surrounding them span all of those demographics. Mm-hmm. So you have liberal lefties, like, who's the chick that was on fucking... Uh, I keep thinking Goop. What's her name? Oh, <clears throat> that's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. <laughs> but there's... No, the... Uh, with the, the egg. The she Latino woman who oh, was on website. the oh, Lat- Modern Family. No, not Modern mm. Family. It was uh, fuck. What the fuck was it? It was it was a show that was popular like maybe ten years ago. A bunch of women living in this cul-de-sac, like Sex and oh, the City. Oh, Desperate Desperate Housewives. Des- was it Desperate Housewives? No, a bunch of women living in a cul-de-sac. They all drank wine. Ava, Ava. Yes. What the fuck Ava is Garcia, her name? Ava. Uh, Ava. Doni? Ava Braun. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to look up her name. Oh, I, fucking. I think I think it's more recent than Ava Braun. Oh. Des. So it wasn't GMOs that killed her. I. I. I'm. I'm not sure. <laughs> Eva Longoria. Eva ah, Longoria. Yeah, okay. Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria. And Bill Maher also is part yeah. of this. Uh, so Bill Maher has had fucking weird views on even a vaccinations in the past. Variety yeah. Of gun control. And yeah. Yeah. He's, he came yeah, out against I vaccinations don't. for a while. Then he was and is still, I think, against GMOs. Uh, do you think, he do you just think any know. that, well, is it, uh, he doesn't know, or do you think some things that he brings up like that, that are big stuff that come from money people, is sponsorship possibly any at all? I don't think it's necessarily sponsorship with him. I, th- I think for well, him, it, it is, is legit. I mean, he's HBO, so it's not, he's not as slave to sponsorship. As, well, he's a slave right. to HBO. He's a slave to HBO, but they, he doesn't have commercials or anything. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But he he just has some fucked up positions on a few things. That that's true. Because I just don't know. Vice is on HBO, and they're way more yeah but, logical about. But a Bill lot of Maher stuff. is an executive producer for Vice, and he is really. I, I've seen his influence on their coverage of GMOs because Vice did a thing on GMOs, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's bullshit. Like you, Vice, who I really really like, I, I and respect Vice yeah. so much have just totally bastardized huh. this whole conversation by sending in somebody who was obviously biased, obviously not listening to any of the information that was presented to them, and then you put out the story, and I'm like, 
God damn it, Bill Maher has fucked up Vice. Well, I, I, I didn't know Bill Maher actually was a producer for Vice. Yeah, he's the executive producer I didn't, for Vice. I did not know that. Yeah, he's no executive idea. producer for Vice News. Oh, okay. Uh, but so GMOs for me are a very important thing because we have an ever-expanding population in the world and we need a way to feed them and we need a way to do that with as much with, with, with a reduction as much as possible in any ecological damage. <laughs> Ecological. Dan's yeah. two cocktails yeah. in and if starting you, on a beer. If you got to talk about GMOs, you might be able, you might want to be able to pronounce. Things that don't fuck up the environment. Yes. Pronounce. We want to make sure that we are good custodians of the environment. We want to, we want to make sure that we do it in the best and, and responsible use of resources. ways that we can. Yes. That we, that we use good resources or that we, that we don't abuse the resources or. Though they may seem abundant, the more people we get, the less we're going to fucking have. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. So, GMOs are the way that we accomplish that. And I don't understand why so many people who are all on board for, you know, that climate change is real and is man-caused, uh, you know, all of these other issues that we can prove through science that this is happening and these are the types of actions that we need to do to mitigate the damages that are going on. So with GMOs, we have science, real science that is being put into work in the field of in the field of agriculture to mitigate a lot of these problems, to increase yields, to reduce the impact on the environment, and to make more food for more people and have it be more nutritious for those people in order to feed an ever-increasing population. And you have people who are so concerned about things because they don't understand basic biology. Mm -hmm. They don't understand basic biology, and then they're buying into the narrative that are that they're being fed by the quote-unquote organic side of the house, who says, that, well, you're just making frankenfoods. You're introducing these genes from different things that we have no idea what's what it's going to affect. You're making, you know, fish tomatoes and all of the, you know, and, uh, and chicken chickens with ten legs. Yeah, all, all of these other things that are just fucking ridiculous. Octo chickens. Right. So they don't. So they have a real, a really poor understanding of basic biology and how that whole thing works. And then they have, on top of that, a fear of past abuses by other corporations, uh, where you've got things like Agent Orange. Which is a bad thing. It was, it was a bad, it was a bad, bad thing. Okay. So why should we trust them? And then you've got come, you know, like the tobacco industry who for years and years said that tobacco was healthy and, you know, not only was it not harmful, but that it had health benefits, that it could soothe your throat. It would you asthma, help it your great. digestion. It was great for you. All of these, you know, all well, of these it things. It was calming. It's soothing. I mean, you know, nicotine is a, you know, it calms you down in yeah. a stressful situation. And, and they'll point to all of these studies that scientists made and put out for the tobacco industry in support of the tobacco industry's claims, right? But we know now that what fixed that? More science. Yeah. More science, more people looking into the claims of the tobacco industry and proving that what these other scientists had said was fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. And we have the same thing going on with GMOs now. With GMOs, we're able to increase yields. We're able to increase uh, or decrease the amount of uh, ecological impact 
that those crops will have on the environment. Um, GMOs are the wave of the future and people are so fucking hesitant to adopt it when it's been, you know, GMOs have been with us for more than 40 years. Now they're in trillions of meals that people eat. And yet our lifespan keeps increasing. Our health keeps getting better. Tell me why GMOs are a big well, problem. Well, so did you have a story or yeah. do you want to start with a story and then go from there? Or? Yeah. So, so this, this comes to us from the Washington Post and the headline says, avoiding GMOs isn't just anti-science, it's immoral. Uh, the story says that of the several claims of anti-science that clutter our national debates these days, none can be more flagrantly clear than the campaign against modern agricultural technology, most specifically the use of, mo- of molecular technology of molecular techniques to create genetically modified organisms, GMOs. Here, there are no credibly conflicting studies, no arguments about the validity of computer models, no disruption of an ecosystem, nor any adverse human health or even digestive problems after 5 billion acres have been cultivated cumulatively and trillions of meals consumed. And yet a concerted Deep Pockets campaign as relentless as it is baseless, has persuaded a high percentage of Americans and Europeans to avoid GMO products and to pay premium prices for non-GMO or organic foods that may in some cases be less safe and less nutritious. Thank goodness the toothpaste makers of the past weren't cowed so easily. The tubes would have said, no fluoride inside, and we'd all have many more cavities. Because we've heard that, too, right? There was a big... Fluoride is Anti-fluoride, a communist plot yeah. to control our brains well, and shit like that. Speaking of fluoride, you know what I saw today from Cybabe? Huh. Apparently we're all brushing. Yvette, we love Yvette. Yep. Apparently we're all brushing our teeth wrong. Oh, yeah? You're not supposed to rinse after brushing. Really? Oh, because you're just rinsing away the fluoride. You're rinsing away the fluoride off your teeth, so you're supposed uh. to just spit and not rinse. Expectorate, okay. I think, is the appropriate nomenclature, yes. Uh, spew. <laughs> well, I mean, the frothy. So, I mean, so many states avoided fluoridated yeah. water for so long. Including oh, my Utah. mom was huge against fluoride for a long time. Including like, oh, Utah. it's just you know the the it's it's the secret plot by the communists and the dentists yeah. to make you gay to get you into <laughs> to but get Utah, you into the dentist office. I'm like Utah. How, the, what? What? Utah that avoided fluoridation for a very long time, and oh, we yeah. still have communities here that don't have adequately fluoridated water, yep. have the highest concentration of dentists in the, in the country. I yeah, mean, we have money. a huge number of dentists. Utah is huge for dentists. Yeah. Huge yeah. for dentists. Yeah. Uh, the story continues and says, this is the kind of foolishness that rich societies can, infor- can afford to indulge. But when they attempt to inflict their superstitions on the poor and hungry peoples of the planet, the cost shifts from affordable to dangerous and the debate from scientific to moral. From campus to Congress, it's common these days to speak in terms of grand challenges. No challenge is grander than feeding the 9 billion or more people with whom we will share the earth in a few decades. Of course, these people weren't supposed to exist. Just a few decades back, experts were winning genius prizes for pontificating that the battle to feed all of humanity is over and forecasting that hundreds of millions were going to die and that there was nothing anyone could do about it. Question. If that's genius, what does ignorance look like? Aren't the prize givers entitled to a refund? Well, they didn't count on the Mormons having so many kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I can remember that back in the 70s and 80s when they were projecting, you know, huge 
increases in world population and that we wouldn't have enough food to feed everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. You guys remember yeah. those concerns? Oh, yeah. That was a huge deal. And that was back, I mean, the population was half what it is now. Right. I mean, it was it was literally, I think the population was like 3.5 or so, 3 to 3.5 billion people. Mm-hmm. In the 80s. Yeah, and they were freaking the fuck out that we're not going to have enough food to feed all of these yeah. people. And now we're over 7 billion. Yeah. Instead of mass starvation, in, in, oh. I'm sorry, instead of mass starvation and depopulation, the intervening years saw the most explosive improvements in living standards, food security, poverty reduction, and life expectancy in human history. Credit Deng Xiaoping's unshackling of the capitalist spirit of China for much of the gain. But it was the likes of the plant pathologist Norman Borlaug and wheat breeder Orville Vogel, whose green revolution powered by modern plant science saved the most lives and set the stage for the next grand challenge. Today, their scientific successors are giving birth to a new set of miracles in plant production and animal husbandry that can not only feed the world's growing billions, but do so in far more sustainable, environmentally friendly ways. And though the new technologies are awe-inspiring, they are just refinements of cruder techniques that have been used for centuries. Which is another good point. Like, everybody thinks that organic is this magical, wonderful thing. Well, fucking cyanide is organic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Mercury yeah. is organic. Yeah. Lead, Everything lead actually is, yeah. is organic. There, right. There are no non-organic like what the fuck does that even mean it's all organic there there well, are no I well mean, everything I, I, and everything is natural there are no supernatural I, foods out on the no, market but, i mean the distinction i think people are making between organic and non-organic and and again i'm kind of speaking on my ass a little bit uh because i wasn't super prepared for this but is that it's not alterated all altered at a fundamental genetic or molecular level Artificial at a more precise level. <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't altered artificially. I mean, it it evolved naturally. What did? But even well, like like an, an apple, <laughs> uh -huh. like an apple uh -huh. evolved naturally through whatever process, rather than through altering the uh, the genetics or the you know the the. Um, what what am I trying to say? The yeah, genes, uh, the, 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 the genetics, the the I I don't want to say DNA. It's not DNA. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> technically apple, it's but. it's a kind of well, it's not technically DNA, but it's it's the. But I mean, it's you know not altering the fundamentals of an apple to create an apple without seeds or something like that. Yeah. I, 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 or an I apple guess, tree that artificially produces more apples than nature would have done it by itself. Well, but that's but, just the thing is like human yeah. beings have been fucking with nature since we arrived. Right. You know, if you, if you were to look at what corn was naturally and organically in the wild before humans started fucking with it and crossbreeding it, it looked like, it looked like wheat. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was this, this tiny, it was like the size of a pen with Tiny little kernels on it. There, there was no way those, that you could eat that. Little corn, like you would not need the corn holders, like little <laughs> corn things yeah. that my parents had at dinner parties. That those were actual size. Tasted like shit. Was is that yeah. what corn? Yeah, the is things they put on yeah. salads these days. The yeah. baby corn. The baby corn. <laughs> but even for example, uh, like at my grandparents' house, my grandfather had an apple tree. Mm -hmm. The apples at that tree, when they were fully grown, were the size of a tennis ball. 
We're but. used to seeing apples the size of softballs when you go and buy them at the grocery store. Sometimes, yeah. Because that's how low, like those granny grand red apples or whatever they're called, they want to produce big apples. So they bred big apples. Big apples. So they're not, it's but not, what's, you got what's, big apples, that, buddy. Was that bred through a natural process of, of cross pollination and, and just kind of having, Getting rid seeds of the getting rid of the seeds the, that can produce small it ones and keeping the ones taking where, trimmings from where, one tree and putting them on another. Went into the gene of the seed and like actually swapped out things and and threw in some. You know, well, some that's pear, where I'm, some I, some pear genes here and some <laughs> some chicken genes here to, to well, create, to I'm, create I'm, a Franken apple. I'm, I'm, put pig genes in there just because I like bacon. I'm going to fail at the devil's advocate thing on this. Cause, yeah, so, but, but I mean, that, that's but what even, freaks even, people out. Is, is, it, is, it does. Is the artificial. I'm not, I'm but not, they oh, don't yeah, realize yeah, that that's yeah. also genetically that's modifying what, the thing. It's on a very slow, long process. But uh, I, Slow, there, long, and inaccurate. But yeah. their, their, their argument, I, I, I believe, is that if it's not meant to exist in nature, then then what... They try to create artificially in nature will just not grow. But now with science, we can make it grow even though nature would never make it happen naturally. Well, most of our produce doesn't occur naturally like, like, like oranges that have no seeds. Mm-hmm. That can't reproduce. Right. Basically any, any fruit or vegetable well, with no bananas, those seeds can't bananas reproduce. Bananas are kind of fucked. I mean, Grapes, yeah. bananas, bananas have a weird tomatoes, yeah. oranges, yeah. watermelons. Yeah. yeah, they don't pull the seeds out. They're made that way because they genetically made seeds that don't create seeds. Right. They, it's. Well, and for a lot of those, it wasn't even uh, at the genetic level. It was just through crossbreeding. Crossbreeding, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. Uh, which is what I was saying is the the slow that method. we that we've that we've artificially selected plants with smaller and smaller seeds that we continue crossbreeding until the seeds are either completely gone or small enough that they're near non-existent. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, with you see that with cucumbers, with bananas, mm-hmm. with watermelons, apples, oranges. All kinds of fruit and vegetables that are out there. Right. And all of these things were done by quote unquote natural means through artificial selection where we take those particular brand, those particular plants and breed them for those, sp- for, and hopefully breed them for those particular traits that we want. Yeah. Where it's uh, larger fruit, uh, you know, fruit with less seeds with a thinner rind on it so it's more easily digested mm-hmm. and and easier or just, or just easier to get to larger and brighter yeah making and the it, colors look more vibrant so you think it's yeah. fresher it looks like it's going to taste better well and and the last longer yeah. i mean the, you know and it yields more crop yields more crop to, and we've sped up that process in the lab Mm-hmm. By by doing it at a genetic level, yeah. rather than the slow process of crossbreeding this and that uh, to to get the traits that we want, but it's it's the fact of doing it in the lab that freaks people out. Yeah, but what should freak people out is you can have something labeled organic and still spay, spray pesticides all the fuck over it. You can spray that thing full of chemicals, right? We could do a whole show on GMOs. We I'm could. just realizing. <laughs> I'm looking four at minutes I, I told you. I told you. Twenty-five minutes. That is not like enough. A lot. We have like four minutes left. So let me let me get back to the okay. to the sorry, to the article here. Uh, it says that given the emphatic or, as some like to say, settled nature of the science, 
one would expect a united effort to spread these life-saving planet-sparing technologies as fast as possible to the poorer nations who will need them so urgently. Instead, we hear demands that developing countries forego the products that offer them the best hope of joining the well-fed, affluent world. In the words of gullible former Zambian president, we would rather starve than get something toxic. Marie Antoinette couldn't have said it better. It's not that the legitimate scientific community doesn't understand the seriousness of the problem or the distortions of the naysayers, but, to, but too many keep what they know to themselves or, when they engage, observe the Marquis of Queensbury rules in what is essentially a street brawl. One can understand their reticence facing an aggressive, often self-interested, anti-GMO lobby that is indifferent to the facts and quick with ad hominem attacks. If you're an academic, you can tell yourself that, sooner or later, the science will prevail. If you're from the world of commerce, you justify your silence or complicity by saying that you aren't in business to argue with customers. If you're a regulatory bureaucrat, you worry that you will be drawn and quartered for any mistake, whereas no one is ever held accountable for the miracle that never makes it to the marketplace. It's time to move the argument to a new plane. For the rich and well-fed to deny Africans, Asians, or South Americans the benefits of modern technology is not merely anti-scientific, it's cruel, it's heartless, it's inhumane, and it ought to be confronted on moral grounds that ordinary citizens, including those who have been conned into preferring non-GMO Cheerios, can understand. Travel to Africa with any, Purdue, with any of Purdue University's three recent World Food Prize winners, and you won't find the conversation dominated by anti-GMO protesters. There, where more than half of the coming population increase will occur, consumers and farmers alike are eager to share in the life-saving and life-enhancing advances that modern science alone can bring. Efforts to persuade them otherwise or simply block their access to the next round of breakthroughs are worse than anti-scientific. They're immoral. Yeah. And I wholly agree. If you want to deny them these life-saving technologies that will be able to feed their populations, that's an immoral act. Yeah, when you can produce a crop that takes less square square footage, square mileage, or like acres, or however the fuck you want to measure it. Acreage, I think, and hectares with, 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 may be with, acceptable. With less water and is less perceptible to uh, insects destroying the crop. To disease. But, yeah. To weeds. Yeah, to all of these other things. So, oh, God, we're running out of fucking time. <laughs> One minute. I want to talk about this so much more. Uh, I, I I, if I can't, I want to ask a quick question. Sure. And I am not anti-GMO. I, I'm, I'm really not. And, and this isn't just a, one of the big things for me, and I think for a lot of people is I don't trust corporations. Mm. I mean, you're in your lead in, you talked a lot about corporations and, and some of the history with the tobacco and things like that. Mm. And earlier in the evening, you, you talked about corporations, how their number one, uh, constituency. Their, their only obligation is to shareholders. Is to their stockholders. Not, yeah. not to their customers, not to their employees, to their shareholders. Right. I don't trust corporations. The, the McDonald's coffee lawsuit, the, the, the whole co millionaire coffee thing. I mean, is, is, I mean, that's, that's evidence of, to me, of, uh, I mean, corporations are just, the what now? Say that with McDonald's. What? The the uh, coffee lawsuit of of the scalding coffee and yeah. the, the lady's lap, uh, yeah. the lady's lap, and all that. And she and got how seriously fucking burned. She yeah, got she had third degree burns. She nearly she, died. Yeah, 
Yeah, she that really was a died. serious. And yeah, people downplay that as oh, somebody didn't know the coffee was hot. Yeah. They downplayed it because yeah. the, because the corporations put on this this years long anti corporation lawsuit yeah. uh, campaign to 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 downplay it. Uh, and and to make uh, lawsuits against corporate. So no, I I'm we need not, tort reform. We can't have people putting up these I false and phony lawsuits. Yeah. So going back to your lead-in about like tobacco, I guess one of the big questions that that maybe some people have, I don't know what their arguments, but one big question I would have is: Are we at the point post tobacco where we know the truth now, or are we at the point well, pre tobacco where where the science at the time said X, Y, and Z, but future science is going to say, oh, yeah, that was all just corporate science bullshit. Because I was, I was with you on that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but Monsanto and a lot of those companies are basically making GMOs open source. See, and again, I mean, a lot of this is hearsay, so I, I don't know. I'm not as well-read on this as you are, so... I don't well, know. Well, that, that goes into I, the, the I lawsuit thing. I keep hearing thing. about lawsuits where Monsanto is trying to cover up research that mm. goes against Monsanto, mm -hmm. and that might not be true. I, I you tell me. I, I it's don't. not okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, the 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 biggest case that was out there that I believed in the longest time after Dan talked to me about it, and I did more research on myself. I'm like, oh fuck, this guy's full of shit. He 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 had like. Bought Monsanto seeds. The farmer with the seeds. And yeah, the, yeah, from a previous crop. He didn't pay the rights. He bought feed. A feed or he, something. He bought. He bought. He bought feed seed and was that using had it Monsanto yeah. seeds in it and used that to plant his crops. Okay. So he was using them illegally in the first place. Okay. So it wasn't him like saying, "Oh, Monsanto will let me do this." Like, no, you bought something and used it for something else that okay. it wasn't licensed to be used for. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the question I have, I mean, in 50 years from now, are we going to look back on now and say we were right now we're in the 50s with the tobacco? I understand I totally understand the, or, the hesitation there and the questioning and the the mistrust I, I of honestly, science. I don't and the no, scientists, but I don't mistrust science. I mistrust corporations and the abuse and, of it, and yeah. their abuse of science yeah. for profit. And I, and I because I they, totally get that. they do abuse science. They they hire scientists. I mean, the the, yep. the oil companies do it all the time with fucking uh, uh, climate change. Yep. Yeah, they, they do. They hire the scientists that that will produce the the science that they want. Well, that's yeah. where I th when I was saying like they're making open source. I thought it was when we we're talking about one time basically saying that Monsanto let a lot of the patents run out, mm -hmm. so yeah, that anybody can use that now. Yeah. Huh? So it's not just okay. them that can produce it. Anybody yeah, they turn it over to universities. Yeah. So anybody anybody can get their there. hands on that technology and on that research and on that information and yeah. use it without being sued. No, I I I yeah. Uh, I, I think it's great. I mean, if we, if we can, if we can get, sorry, I'm trying to, it's been a long night. If we can get, you know, crops to grow in arid regions in, in Africa and South America and, and shit like that. I mean, you know, and, and feed these people, feed a lot of people. I mean, that's, that's an amazing thing, but. I don't know. Yeah. yeah maybe and we, and I need to do more. I'm not as well, like I said, I'm not as well read as you. Maybe I need to do some more research too. I, okay, but. two shows from now we will do a whole episode for GMOs. Since we already got next week about, planned. <laughs> yeah, we've already got next week planned. But two weeks from now we'll do a whole show on GMOs. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about all of the arguments against GMOs, all of the concerns, all of the 
lawsuits, the history. We'll do an entire show just on GMOs two weeks from now. Okay. Yes, let's do it. We'll put that okay. on the calendar. So now we have two shows planned out. Yay! Hey, look at us. <laughs> That's the most planned Starting the new year out right. <laughs> uh, but with that, that'll pretty much wrap things up for us this evening. I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, that would be Michelle Short, Christy Kalbach, Camille Boroski, Numania, Alan Firth, Gaytheist, Larry Wilson, Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2AC podcast, to whom we pledge loyalty. Janet Uter, Let Them Eat Kofefe. Stephen Andrus, Utah Outcasts, Marius Kott-Butrakowski. Tim Jacobson, Matt Tuller, Megan Kennedy, Andrew Vodapich, Brandy Hamrick, Jeremy Goodson, Angelica Pearson, Wes Aaron, Purple Dragon. And I like and Taylor Grin. <laughs> I like that purple dragon guy. I like too. Taylor Grin too. Yeah, they're, yeah. Cool. they're both pretty cool. Go check out Grin and Barrett. Yes, go look at grinandbarrett.com for news and analysis. I don't have a website. I just post random shit on Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, we've got a couple episodes planned out. That'll be a whole lot of fun coming up in the new year. This is our last recording of. 2017 but, but you'll we'll hear re- it yeah won't be released until 2018 so this is our first happy show fucking new year of 2018 that the people will be hearing i hope you all had a fantastic christmas giftmas christmas or Kwanzaa festivus oh what's a hanukkah uh, I, just, I just saw life day winter solstice yeah. life day is that the the star wars holiday special <laughs> thing? i don't know i never saw it Life hmm. Day? I don't know. I've never heard of it. You I've have never not seen, it. seen the Star Wars no, holiday special. I have no. never seen it. I've heard about it. I've heard the rumors Holy of it. I've heard the shit. myths of it. They they celebrate the Wookiees celebrate Life Day. Oh. I mean, the fucking conservatives would go nuts. <laughs> I mean they they <laughs> Princess Leia sings. How have you not seen this? I've never, show? I've I never may, found it. I think I may have seen. I've a heard clip about. It. I've never searched it out either. I've heard about it. Yeah. Okay, I've I've got a copy of it. I will, <laughs> VHS I will, or DVD? It's a DVD burned to a digital. File, oh, okay, so I'll <laughs> send it over. I'll watch it. I can. I can. Uh, sure. I can. I can. Yeah. I can send you the file. Piratos! Oh my god, it is awful. <laughs> That's is probably so why bad. I haven't heard it because it's, it's been a joke. Chewie's son, Lumpy. He has a son named oh, Lumpy. Lumpy. Awesome. Oh. Yeah. I think I think I've seen clips of it, but I oh haven't my seen god. the whole thing. Sorry. That, oh, you're fine. We're going off on a whole tangent. Uh, but yeah, thank you all very much for listening. We've got a couple shows planned out. I hope you have had a fantastic holiday season. I hope you have a happy and safe new year. And we look forward to chatting at you all in the coming year. So until next time, crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. And rate the show five times towards the new year. (laughs) My brother is a fascist. Lives in Palacios, fishes the pier every night. He holsters his Glock in a double retention. He smokes while he waits for a bite. He don't like the Muslims, he don't like the Jews. He don't like the blacks and he don't trust the news. He hates the Hispanics and alternate views. He'll tell you it's tough to be white.
My sister's a Christian, she likes to go fishing She don't mind my brother at all He puts her on redfish and flounder and trout And they tear up the flats in the fall She gets back to Dallas all sunburnt and sour Worn out from slinging plugs hour after hour Seeing spots when she closes her eyes in the shower She don't see a conflict at all it's the state of the Union, I guess It's always been iffy at best We're all in the family, the cursed and the blessed It's the state of the Union, I guess We're all in the family, the cursed and the blessed It's the state of the Union, I guess Mother turned 80, consummate lady, we took her to Golden Corral Cause she likes the yeast rolls and bourbon street chicken, we oughta known better by now Cause me and my brother got into it good, I called him a hick and he called me a hood He said dad always treated his Mexicans good, I guess you think you're better somehow yeah, you think you're better, cardigan sweater, snowflake if ever there was. You think you're so cool cause you did good in school, you got whipped every day on the bus. Sister lit out for the shout and got worse, went to Wednesday night prayer at the new Christian church with a cross on her neck and a nine in her purse. She might be the wisest of us. It's the state of the Union, I guess We're all in a hell of a mess We're all in the family, the cursed and the blessed It's the state of the Union, I guess It's the state of the Union, I say Christmas dinner might be hell to pay So how about them cowboys and have a blessed day It's the state of the Union, I say it's the state of the Union, I guess It's always been iffy at best We'll do all we're able with what we got left It's the state of the Union, I guess We'll do all we're able with what we got left It's the state of the Union, I guess Well, should we do this? Yeah. So aren't, aren't we already? <laughs> let's, let's fuck something We up. were testing sound levels and shit because I had to... Every time I unplug the fucking goddamns and plug them in, I got to rename them all, make sure it's all set up again. What the fuck? That's fucking stupid. <laughs> so when you uncheck, always oh, start on a new track, <laughs> it will start on a new track. But when you have that checked, it stays on it the stays same, on the same track. track. Yeah. Roy Moore is going to be that grumpy old man sitting on a rocker on his porch down in Alabama, 
just kind of grumbling to himself, I should have won. I, <laughs> I should have won. Motherfuckers and their stupid GMO bullshit. I was like the one of those you can just it was like a vaccine type thing. Died was, of death. Th- it did in the end. Had a severe case of death. Um, <laughs> true. And then it died. <laughs> I have never heard of one person getting a case of the death and not coming back. <laughs> or Jesus, coming back. Jesus, you've heard of that. Yeah, but I haven't seen him. Lazarus. Now oh, fuck off. Ha, 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 ha.